1: Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now starting an hour earlier. Welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Here's your host, Michael Ball.
2: And welcome to the show. A Friday. A real cold Friday, but no snow. It's a good question to ask you. Would you rather have it cold, no snow, or snow and Not as cold. Zinger?
0: I I, I like the latter on that one.
2: Snow and not as cold? Yeah. But not a lot of snow. Like, enough to cover the ground for Christmas and stuff, but not as cold. Like, minus five. Yeah, okay. It's really cold today. But we're kind of weak. We've had it pretty easy here in the heartland of Canada. And, of course, uh, aggravation in full swing. I uh, had to do some stuff show-related back home in White City. I left at two. I phoned my buddy Zinger, said, so what? what's my prospects of getting in? He said, well, do they have a media line to pass everybody? I said, nope. Well, then you're not getting in because the cards are already backed up to the uh, the The cab gas station there on Sass Drive. True so, story. So I didn't even try. So we're in the corner of 12th and Rose. We got lots going on in this show. This show is brought to you by Nelson Homes, <clears throat> supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. I know Hall and Oates are fighting now, but it's, it feels like Hall and Oates or Brooks and Dunn. We're back together again, buddy. We're back together again. It's been uh, it has been like a month, I yeah. think. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Let's, let's get to see you, man. Let's, let's get to this kind of new thing we've done to start every hour. Good let's on. do it. Hot hot hot. Hot.
0: SportsCade
2: shareholders, this is what you need to know. I personally think every workday should be like this, where there's lots of sports to choose from when you're watching, right? I, you know, sitting at work. Rangers leading the Flyers three-one. Red Wings over the Bruins. In fact, it's over. Rangers beat the Flyers 3-1. Red Wings beat the Bruins 5-2. Maple Leafs have a 3-2 lead on the Chicago Blackhawks headed to the third period. Let me do a little update here. I want to make sure I get the most updated scores for you fine folks because that's what we do here on the Sports Cage. We make sure we got the most updated scores. So Leafs and Blackhawks are now tied at three in the third period. Uh, I don't see any points for Connor Bedard as of yet. But, come on, but yeah, come on, Bedard. What are you doing? Actually hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh no. He's got a shot on goal. Three three the score there. Leafs and Chicago at the United Center. Elsewhere in the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers in the second period have a 2-0 lead on the Capitals trying to end their three-game slide. The LA Kings off to a nice start this year up on the Ducks, 2-0. The Habs and Sharks are scoreless. Uh, Predators lead the Blues 4-1. That's also in the second period of play. There's the Black Friday game on Amazon Prime. We pick it up on TSN locally here. Smart by Jeff Bezos to uh, have a Black Friday game on Amazon when everybody's Going into Black Friday sales online and both uh, online and in stores, but the weasel, yeah, well, he's making money. Can't blame him. Anyway, right now, last I saw, it was ten nothing. The Dolphins over the New York Jets with Tim with the vaunted Tim Boyle at at quarterback. Um, Let's get to this. Daron Bland apparently hadn't done quite enough while tying the NFL record for interception returns for a touchdown in a season. His Cowboys teammates wanted to see a little more, so the unheralded 2022 fifth-round pick out of Fresno State gave it to them while taking the record all for himself. His fifth pick six was a 63-yarder that broke a tie with three players and punctuated a 45-10 Thanksgiving victory over the Washington Commanders. <clears throat> Here's how it sounded from Jim Nance, but... um well, play it, singer. But Deron Bland has four ints for touchdowns, tying a single oh. season NFL record. I'm saying he gets number five today. Oh, I'm uh, yeah. If there's a line on that, I don't see. I don't I'm know what there. Out. I don't know what there is, but I'm just saying.
3: I think that's yeah. going to happen today. If there's a defensive. Uh... Yeah, I I don't see it. You maybe have to be like in Vegas itself. To yeah, maybe, that, that, maybe, that, that. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like what you're thinking. I I would make that play too.
4: Second and ten. There it is. In the victory formation, he drops to a knee. And there is your turducken dagger on Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving, Packers fans. What a tremendous performance by the Green Bay Packers to come in here on
1: Thanksgiving Day and beat a real good football team, the Detroit Lions.
2: Yeah, so the uh, Packers, uh, Sean's Packers, he was off yesterday with his rotisserie chicken at home with his dad, Patrick, and his son, Casper, enjoying Jordan Love. Like, the Before against my putrid chargers, he threw for the 300 yards for the first time in his career. First time you had three touchdown passes in a game, and they beat the Lions 29-20. You're smiling like a butcher's dog. Was supper good?
0: No, it was good. Do you know what's really eerie? You look at Aaron Rodgers' first 11-12 starts in Green Bay in 2008. Those numbers almost exactly line up to what Jordan Love's numbers are here in twenty. Except the record was
2: better, right? Same record. Oh, wow. That is eerie. Uh, maybe maybe good things are ahead for your Green Bay Packers. And it's
1: first and goal. They did give him the first down of two. McCaffrey left side, powering to the end zone. Touchdown 49er. There's the goal for the Niners, to the eight. McCaffrey comes left, that door is closed, but he finds a way through, and McCaffrey twirls to the end zone for the touchdown.
2: One of the greatest trades in NFL recent memory is McCaffrey going to the 49ers. He's really taken that team over the top, and uh, 114 yards rushing in the first half, two touchdowns. Zinger! I won 250 bucks. I went to my friend Pat Mengel's garage. We had a little. Uh, we always have the American Thanksgiving there. I couldn't mm-hmm. get to the first two games because two other certain guys took the day off before me, even though I have seniority. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you and Blaine, I <clears throat> so I went there and I ate. They had so much great food, ribs and everything. Man, outside standing spread. Ward and Dave and all the guys uh Chris and all the guys there, Uh they said, hey you got a bet. They have these betting boards where like they're all the squares and you just buy a couple squares. I won two hundred and fifty bucks with a thirty one thirteen score. I got the score you, you, the right can't, score, be, you bro.
0: can't be complaining about not being off yesterday because everything worked out all the chips aligned yeah. you wouldn't have won that money probably
2: if you had the day off hey you heard oh, your buddy wayne larvey voice of the uh packers our buddy because he's a friend of the show he mentioned turducken that is the best thing john madden ever gave to the game of football as a broadcaster uh and and you dug up an old classic from 2001 the lions and the packers we can't talk thanksgiving day football without this
5: that turkey's been in the weight room. I know it. Well, you know, there was a story I read that that what happens is sometimes turkeys are getting so big in here, they were breaking their legs, and they only had four legs, and the four legs couldn't hold them, so any turkey that gets this big needs eight legs where did you read that story it was in in usa today i think the other day they're getting so big that that their legs can't hold them so they're breaking their legs so you're finding big old turkeys with broken legs if you want big old turkeys you have to give them more legs
2: Oh, God, rest his soul. Both of their souls. That's Thanksgiving know. X's and O's, you call They it. weren't really the... I mean, it was TV, so they didn't have to go over the top with explaining things, but they were just... They were great.
0: Another man. clip I saw during that same game, Jeff Triplett was the referee in that game, yep. and John Madden was like, Jeff Triplett was making some bad calls, yep. and Madden was like... I think he might have been bumped on the kickoff there because his mind, I think, it's a bit off access right now. He's not; he's looking a bit dizzy. He's not making the right calls right now. That's funny. But imagine if a an announcer said that today. Yeah, it's funny. Hey, uh,
2: a first for Jonathan Senecal, the uh, Caravan quarterback, captured the Heck Crichton Trophy as the outstanding player in U Sports yesterday. That's the first time a Caravan player has ever done that, and they take on. Our buddy Mason Nias and the UBC Thunderbirds tomorrow in uh, at Queen's University in London, Ontario. Kingston. Or Kingston, yeah. pardon me. Yeah. Kingston, Ontario, sorry. And Mason Nias will uh, we'll have a first of our two sports cage rewinds talking about that. By the way, Chris Morris of the U of A Golden Bears wins the U Sports Coach of the Year. But that coaching gaffe against UBC, he'd rather be... Uh, They didn't kill the clock. They didn't kick a field goal, which would have put the game out of reach. They tried to run the ball, fumbled. UBC went down, scored, and kicked the uh, game-winning point on the final play of the game with the extra point, a chip shotter, because they don't do it from 32 yards back in college. Uh, And yeah, so Chris Morse would probably exchange that uh, U Sports Coach of the Year award for a chance to win the Vanier Cup crazy Mason yeah. is third venue yeah. in a row lost 2 as a quarterback but he gets to be the immediate like uh kind of coach to lean on you know coach will say oh, I played in this game But he actually just played in this game. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, by the way, update for Oiler fans like me, 3-0. The Edmonton Oilers lead the Washington Capitals. As uh, Evan Bouchard has a goal, McDavid's got two assists. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the rodeo, Miss Rodeo at the aggravation. You're listening to the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes on 620
1: CKRM. You're listening to the radio home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Ah, the New York Football Jets just returned a Tua Tonga by
2: interception for a touchdown, missed the extra point 10-6. The Black Friday game Dolphins at the Meadowlands leading the New York Jets. Time to head out on the Western Pizza Hotline. And when we're talking about our good friends over there. At Western Pizza, we want to tell you, take a slice out of your fall schedule and let Western Pizza do the cooking tonight. Ariana Dick is joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. She is Miss Rodeo Aggravation. How are you today?
6: I'm so good. How are you doing?
2: Good. So how do you become Miss Rodeo Aggravation?
6: It's a two-day long process that I went through with two lovely competitors. We had a horsemanship competition. A personal interview with judges, a public speaking event, and then a written test.
2: Wow! So, uh, Ariana, what? Tell me, I'm I'm a football, hockey, baseball. Basically, I'm not a rodeo guy. Okay, I know some. Okay. Of, I know some of the events. So, what's the horsemanship competition? Can you tell me that?
6: The horsemanship consisted of two patterns that we got, which were, are based off of reigning horsemanship patterns. Um, so reining is an event within the equine industry and world. Mm-hmm. So we got two of those, and it basically just shows our skills with our horses um, and to show that we, can, we know how to sit through all the gates, walk, trot, and elope. And then um, you do some spins and some figure eights in there as well to switch it up and show that you can do lead changes.
2: I have a boring name. It's Michael, okay? So let me, let me make sure I'm saying this right. Is it Ariana or Ariana? Ariana. Good, good. I want to, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a cool, that's a cool name. How many times have you been told you got a great first name?
6: Surprisingly a lot, actually. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm very happy to have a, a name that people need confirmation on, but I respond to anything nowadays.
2: <laughs> so uh, you better watch how you say that because it's an o- yes. open-ended true, thing. True. There. So, <laughs> so tell us a bit about your background. You, you come from the farm. Uh, tell us a bit about that.
6: Um, sadly, no, I didn't do not, did not grow up on a farm, but, uh, my parents were so supportive and, um, I live just on the outside of white city, Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. So I actually board my horse at a barn, uh, owned by a lovely couple and she's a mile from my house, which is amazing to me.
2: So I live in White City, so that's good. Maybe you'll ride your horse by my uh, by my place one time if you get on the golf course there. Maybe I could see <laughs> gallop by. So what 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 brought you to a love of horses then? If you weren't if you're not like a, a rural person per se.
6: Um. Well, I've always loved animals, and horses have always been a big part of my life. My parents uh, knew when I was very young that I loved horses, so any chance they could give me where I could get on top of a horse, they they willingly let me do, uh, and they never pushed me at all with it, which was super nice. And through riding horses, I found my love for barrel racing, which was a blessing in disguise, you guess you could say. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so they, they've just been supportive, and whenever, I, whenever they could give me an opportunity, uh, they would let me take it.
2: That was my next thing. What have you done with horses? Barrel racing, anything else? Do you do, you do like, any calf roping or anything like
3: that?
6: No, I don't do calf roping, um, I guess, perf- not professionally, but professionally, I guess you could say, I, I barrel race, uh, that's currently the only event I do, and I do that with the Saskatchewan Barrel Racing Association, um, within the province of Saskatchewan, so I go to more local jackpot type events, which is just, which is just for barrel racing, yeah. um, I'm, I, with my work and with my career, I don't have time to go on the pro rodeo circuit, but one day I hope to. Um, but I have done a bit of, a bit of roping here and there on my cousin's farm as well.
2: So what, what's the key to being a, a great barrel racer?
6: Just if you have, if you have the love for the sport, it definitely helps a lot. Um, as long as, as long as I always tell people, as long as you love what you're doing, then you're doing the right thing. And with me, the love of barrel racing and the passion that I have for it truly helps, um, with, with my runs and in every run that I do with my horse. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and just the knowledge alone is really good.
2: So, okay. Talk about that. The knowledge of barrel racing. How did you come to get that knowledge? Obviously it's a oh, hands-on is the wrong way to put it, but it, it involves being a part of the competition. But like, where does that knowledge come from other than that?
6: uh besides besides competitions and talking just with other barrel racers my cousin actually helped me a lot with getting into barrel racing as well as uh, a few of my mentors who taught me how to ride as well Mm -hmm. um they they all played a huge role in preparing me and training me and my horse for barrel racing which was super super nice and i'm super grateful for them
2: so um you know you hear athletes when they get in a zone they get in the zone uh, nobody can stop them. The basketball hoop looks so big the hockey net looks so wide when you're in a zone in barrel racing does it feel like you're one with the horse?
6: Yes yes definitely i when when how I prepare for a barrel race is when when i'm when I know my name's coming up and i'm in and I'm in the uh, the side pen waiting for my turn, I really try to focus on my breathing, I slow down my heart rate. And because then if I am calm, then my horse is calm. She, my horse, uh, her name is Ava. She plays heavy off of my, my emotions and how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And then that reflects on how she feels and how our run is. So as long as I stay calm and happy, she does as well. And we can end up busting out a really good run.
2: Ariana, did you come up with the name and why Ava?
6: No, I did not come up with the name Ava. Um, I always say again, it just happened. Um, I bought her off of a lovely lady, who sadly is not. Um, may she rest in peace. But uh, she she partnered me with Ava, and now I kind of say we're the double A's because of both of our names start with A.
2: That's cool. Hey, so I gotta ask you this: What kind of duties do you have now as Miss Rodeo Agribition 2023?
6: Um, a lot of interviews like this one currently, <laughs> um, and a lot of photos. We're doing a lot of promo shots today around Agribition. So if people see me around, don't, don't be scared to come say hi to me. Uh, and I, I ride, in the, uh, ride in the opening ceremonies for the rodeos as well. And then after Agribition is done, I will be going around to a lot of events in Regina and around Saskatchewan and maybe some out-of-province events as well. Uh, for the rest of the year, so it's super exciting thing.
2: This has been Ariana Dick, Miss Rodeo 2023. Uh, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Yes,
6: yeah, thank you for having me.
2: I appreciate that. That is Ariana joining us in the Western Pizza Hotline. Zinger, okay, we got to go to break, but man, this is why the New York Jets are one of the consistently pathetic franchises, and I'm not poking so much fun at them because I cheer for the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. So, so so, to Atunga is throwing a pick six. He throws another interception. They have the ball around midfield, and there's two seconds to go in the first half on this Black Friday game. Tim Footboil throws the <laughs> ball up for a hail mary at the goal line. Okay, it's not that's not egregious. A lot of quarterbacks do. The Dolphins pick it off. I don't know who picked it off, but he ran it back. Zigzagging from the about just towards the left side of Miami's uh, end zone, around the goal line, over to the near right side as as we'd be watching it from the broadcast booth. Zigzagging past fat O linemen and running backs and receivers, past Tim Footboil, the quarterback Javon Holland, and he the Canadian, the Canadian Javon Holland ran it back a hundred yards for a touchdown on the final play of the half. And the Miami Dolphins, after giving up a pick six, get a nice return from the Canadian on the Hail Mary. They lead the JETS Jets, 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 which stands for just end the season 17 to 6. This is the sports cage for Nelson Holmes on 620 CKRM. Three thirty-three with the
0: sports ticker, and we got a lot of sports going on right now. National Football League—it's the Black Friday game. The Miami Dolphins have a 17 to six lead at halftime, and a lot of NHL going on right now. The Edmonton Oilers have a four to nothing lead in Washington over the Capitals, and that's not the only game happening right now on this Friday. The Toronto Maple Leafs in Chicago tied up at three. Detroit came away with a five to two win in Boston. The New York Rangers three one winners in Philadelphia. And the Toronto oh, I already did that one. Columbus in New Jersey, two to one, right now in the second period. And Nashville up six to two over the St. Louis Blues.
1: Senior hockey is very important to each town it's played in, and it's important to us too. Time now for the senior hockey reports. <laughs> The Senior Hockey
3: Report on the Sports Cage. The Monday Nooner guys are here. Always brought to you by Synergy AG, your crop input retailer in Saskatchewan. If you're thinking about putting in the crop next year, looking for a change of plans or just some advice, Brad Hamner and everyone at Synergy AG, all the locations can help you out. All right, guys. We had the Senior Top 10. On our show this week, shake up some big games. People can go and find it, the podcast, Monday Nooner, and listen to the top 10. But the one thing I want to talk about that people just will not get and they'll think it's crazy we have some buyouts going on in senior hockey. Brandon, you were the uh, field reporter on this one. Tell us what you found out.
7: Yeah, first things first allegedly, this is alleged. Alleged. allegedly. I know there's a lot of talk about uh, reporters right now making up uh, sideline reports on the go. Not making this up. It's just a legend is all I'll say. So we've talked about senior hockey on our Sports Gauge reports and all the good players and the imports that towns bring in. Now, apparently, some communities were caught with too many imports. So in order to move on, they had to drop a player. But there's speculation that some of these teams are having to do sticks and gas buyouts on the players before uh, releasing them. It's like in the NHL if a player's contract gets bought out, he gets paid out for the remainder of the contract and then he's free to sign elsewhere. It's almost like this is happening at the senior hockey level which is absolutely crazy wild. I'm just seeing the senior hockey guy, like the managers in his garage working. And like
3: this lawyer walks in and he's like, this is preposterous and ludicrous. (laughs) Like Jackie, (laughs) Jackie, Jackie, (laughs) Charles, no crazy, crazy stuff. And it sounds like guys banded together, right? No, well, if you're going to cut him and we're not staying, unless you take care of him, sticks and gas foul. So unbelievable stuff around the CKRM listening area, which covers the whole province, but we're going to keep it tight here. The highway, uh, the Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League. couple of interesting games coming up. Tonight in Balgoni, Eight fifteen puck drop, Grenfell. Grenfell moved up on the Monday Nooner Top 10. They are buzzing right now. So Grenfell and Balgoni, and then I like tomorrow. Don't sleep on this one. Again, involving Balgoni. They travel into the land of beautiful salted caramel whiskey At Last Mountain Distillery, they're in Lumsden to take on the Lumsden slash Regina Beach Monarch. So if you don't get that joke, you got to listen to the podcast. But that's the valley. What's going on maybe in the big six this weekend, Brando? Big
7: matchup Friday night, I guess that would be tonight, 8 o'clock at the Mike Schwein Arena in Mooseman. If you've never been to Mooseman and their rink, it's fantastic. They've got displays for all the players from that area in Saskatchewan and signed jerseys up on the wall. They've got an awesome lounge where you can watch the senior hockey games with jerseys all over. It's like a sports bar in their rink. But tonight they're hosting the Carnduff Red Devils. This will be two of the top three or four teams Musiman is the only undefeated team in the big six so they're hosting Carnduff tonight eight o'clock Mooseman stop by the Red Barn grab some uh, homemade chicken from there and uh, check out the Rangers and the Red Devils tonight
3: love it Belts anything in in the Nautic queue worth mentioning this is coming up this weekend you know what? If you're down, hanging around that Acuna area, they got that beautiful rink down
2: there.
8: It is amazing. They play Glentworth on Saturday. Both those teams. I think Acuna is two and one. Glentworth three and one. Both the uh, Bell of the Class down there. So go, uh, go, give them a watch.
3: The Bell yeah. of the Class is
7: that a new saying? I've never heard that. New
9: one. Hey.
3: New one. We're going Bell of the Class. Print the Bye shirts. One up. Let's go. Ah, uh, quickly, Craig fans. Craig two wins in the sask valley hockey league they moved from the wheatland of the sask valley two wins last weekend so we'll see if Craig can keep things rolling and then the other news for anyone milestone milestone's undefeated in the coppel valley highway hockey league but milestone lost their best player former moose jaw warrior Jaden Halbagawatz, and san jose shark traffic he was playing with milestone but now he signed overseas brandon where was that again For
7: Olanda in the Swedish Hockey League And people listening to this show might remember those Moose Jaw days He had 70
3: goals in his 20-year-old WHL season Unreal So we're going to see how Milestone fares now Without him in the lineup If you want to know the top 10 Anything Senior Hockey The Monday Nooner Podcast Available anywhere you listen to podcasts This is for Synergy AG We are out Back to you guys in the studio
1: Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Shows brought to you by Nelson Holmes. Our guests come to
2: you via the Western Pizza Hotline, including number 43 of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Micah Tites. I think I can still say that. You're going to be a free agent, but I think I can still say that, can I?
9: Yeah, well, I mean, for the time being, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> see how everything shakes down here, yes. but. Uh yeah how's uh how's uh
2: like how's this weekend shape up for you do you like do you take in like the uh the three american thanksgiving day games do you do you watch all the hockey and everything going on today are you a sports guy or once football season's done you just step away and recharge
9: no i like to watch the n f l games and uh the n h l as well i'm really looking forward to the vanier cup tomorrow though i uh i hope u b c can uh uh, Beat Montreal.
2: Yeah, we do too. We got actually Mason Nice coming up next year. He lost the last two Vanier Cups as a quarterback with the Huskies, but he's now quickly ascending the coaching ranks there with uh, UBC as their quarterbacks coach. Can you give me a comment about your Dinos? They should have been in the playoffs and blew it against Manitoba.
9: Yeah, man. I was actually just I was you know I was fortunate to be able to to see to be out at that game live, and you know we had it up until the end, and then there was a. Uh, you know a critical error of all critical errors to end the game there so uh very disappointing and uh my little brother's still on that team so it was tough for him
2: yeah i knew that for sure hey um can mm-hmm. you assess for me just your season personally last year with the saskatchewan roughriders micah
9: yeah you know i was uh you know i was uh proud to play all 18 games i've never done that before so that was uh mm-hmm. kind of my uh you know proudest moment i i definitely think i had some you know good games and then some you know medium games throughout the season i uh i believe towards the end of the season i started kind of playing um my best football when you know some of the those games were on the line but uh yeah just uh you know struggled to get into a rhythm at the beginning of the year but uh definitely Started to pick it up near the end. Yeah,
2: so Mike, how much of that happen and that's what I thought calling the games from the booth. I I just thought, okay, it's gonna take a while to bang off the ring rust when you miss an entire year. Is that kinda really what it was? Just getting in the flow again and the conditioning and everything like that?
9: Yeah, you know, it was just you know, I can't really blame it too much on any um injuries or anything like that. You know, I was feeling good throughout the throughout the season. I just think it was, you know yeah, it was just uh it was tough to get started and um Yeah, but then I feel like I was uh, finding success at the end of the year and uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, becoming the player uh, that I was and uh, that I still think I... uh Continue, can continue to
2: be. Yeah, I love watching you play, Micah Tite. So so as you look at free agency now, without giving your card away too much, what factors mm-hmm. into it for you? Like, what what are some of the things you look at when you write, write it on paper? I know, for instance, a lot of Saskatchewan kids, when they're drafted and things like that, teams will ask them, okay, like, are you going to, like, if they're if Toronto's interviewing them, right, are you going to stay here, or are you going to go back to Saskatchewan right away or closer to home? A lot of guys like to play uh, close to home or, or or things like that. There's different factors, I know you've got a long distance kind of relationship with your significant other in the Calgary area, you're a local guy there. So what factors into it for you?
9: You know, I, I really do think it comes down to, um, you know, I, I've been, uh, loyal to the team. I've, I have, uh, you know, utmost respect for, uh, Jeremy O'Day and what he does and his, you know, faith to draft me back in 2018. And I'd, uh, you know, I definitely would like to keep that, uh, keep our relationship going. And I feel like, um, you know my time in Saskatchewan. Um, you know I don't I don't want it to end, but we'll have to uh, we'll have to see um, you know what happens here in the next uh, you know couple of weeks here with the new head coach, and uh, mm. we'll see. Um, just you know my agent will get back to me on um, some of the details with that.
2: Do you think uh, if you get a you know there's Corey Mace has been talked about, uh, and then a bunch of uh, offensive coaches. Do you think it favors you more if a defensive head coach is brought in here?
9: You know, I don't uh I, I really don't uh, know how to think about that. I think that uh if it's an offensive coach, you know, they they definitely planned uh, to play against me and uh yeah. you know, I've seen me play on that side of the ball, but then also when it's uh defensive coaches, I just feel like you know, they really um you know, they they tend they might tend to lean towards um you know, good experienced Canadian defenders. So uh yeah, you know, it's really just on who the head coach is and uh yeah, I'm uh just interested to see who it's going to be. Do you?
2: Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you. Lastly, does it matter to you? Like, do you are, are you doing your own research? Like, do you know much about some of the names talked about, Pierce or Milanovic or uh, or of course Corey May? Some of these guys. Like, have you talked to other players that may have known them? Are you doing your own research? Because that would weigh into whether you're coming back or not.
9: For sure. You know, I I I obviously know about all, all those coaches that you mentioned and uh, the successes that they've had. I think that, um, you know, just I'll wait for the decision before I, you know, really start to reach out uh, to anyone. But, you know, I, I truly do like, um, like Regina, I like living there. I like, uh, you know, the people in the city and I, um, you know, I um, think that uh, there's something to be said about, um you know, sticking loyal to the people that have been loyal to you, and that's what's kind of made my career a success so far.
2: Well, and I really like watching you play, man, all the way up from the uh, UFC days, even though I was the Rams guy, but I love watching you play, and uh, it's nice to call your name uh, as a Rough Rider. I hope that continues. Enjoy uh, the weekend, and if I don't talk to you before, Merry Christmas.
9: Yeah, sounds good, both of you,
2: too. Take care. That is Micah Tights of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You heard her right here, hoping to be back in Rider Colors. When free agency kicks off or before free agency. We'll be back with more in a moment on the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM.
1: Nobody covers your team like our team. This is the Sports Cage on the mighty 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage
2: on this Friday for Nelson Homes, supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. I know we are in a uh, new world of podcasts, and people can get the show at their uh, disposal whenever they want. We encourage you to get the uh, show in podcast form wherever you get it. Give us a review and a like, whether it's uh, Spotify or Apple. Google review, we appreciate it, SportsCage podcast, but some people don't. So we go back in our audio archive from the week, and we pluck a couple of interviews. Tomorrow, the Vanier Cup gets played in London, Ontario, and it is going to be UBC up against Montreal. Now, the Caribans quarterback, Jonathan Senecal, was named the uh, Heck Crichton Trophy winner as the top player in the country at yesterday's awards banquet this guy we're going to hear from next has played in the last two Vanier Cups and was robbed at least one year of the uh, Heck Crichton Trophy. He is Mason Nias. He gets a shot at a Vanier Cup title tomorrow as the quarterback's coach of the UBC Thunderbirds. Here's our first sports cage rewind. <laughs> All right, here with Mason Nias. Nice. We'll get into the U Sports the Cup. You seem to be synonymous with that game, my friend, but let's talk about the Grey Cup. Uh, Cody Fajardo, Jason Moss gets some uh, uh, redemption after being uh, basically sacrificed in Saskatchewan, but they win the big prize one year later.
10: Yeah, pretty cool game, obviously. Uh, it's just great to see uh, a fellow Can West guy like Tyson Philpott catch the game winning a touchdown there, so... Super happy for him, and obviously it was a great game, and that's all the fans can wish for. So, pretty, pretty cool event.
2: You know, you raise a good point. You got Phil Pot, you got the who's a great safety. You had Goche it some plays for the Blue Bombers. Oliveira, Demski. I mean, littered with great Canadian players in the in the the pinnacle game in Canada, the Grey Cup.
10: No, that's exactly right. And Antwe got in there, made some plays as well. So, you know what? It was, it was a great display of Canadian talent. I obviously got a shout out to uh, uh, U of S alum, Patty Newfeld out there as well. So, yeah, a lot of great Canadian talent for sure.
2: So, are the Bombers a dynasty? Because 50%, you're a teacher, 50%'s just a pass, my friend.
10: Hey, I, you know what? It's hard to say, but you know what? I, I'm a big LeBron James guy. I might get some slack for that, and uh, I think it counts to get to the to get to get the dance as well, so I think they're doing pretty well.
2: You know, I liked you, and now I don't like you that much. See, <laughs> I'm a Lakers guy. I love the Lakers. I can't stand LeBron James. I think he's a clown, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's got to a lot of championships. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so let's talk. Speaking of getting to championships, you're going to your third straight Vanier Cup. This time as Coach, just talk about these UBC Thunderbirds.
10: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, a very talented team and a team that's faced a ton of adversity. I mean, hey, they've had to come from behind in a lot of games. That St. FX game was tight at halftime, I think, a one-possession game. Came behind late against U of A. Came behind against Manitoba. So they faced a ton of adversity, and obviously they've uh, kind of prevailed through that. Big shout-out, obviously, I'm the QB coach, so I got to shout the quarterback. Garrett Rickers had a heck of a season great player great young man he's kind of leading the way for the t-birds right now so uh yeah it's been great to be a part of and hopefully we can get one more win
2: hey uh so what's it feel like for you going to the vanier cup as a coach you know as opposed to a player
10: yeah i mean you know i think it's pretty similar for myself in regards to i'm just looking after the quarterbacks and i'm studying a lot of tape i'm doing some charting on coverages and things of that nature so That's really what I'm focused on. So in the preparation itself, it's very similar. But obviously, it's a little different than being a guy holding up the personnel with his hand and the guy pulling the trigger on the field. So uh, obviously, I'm going to miss that part of things. But, you know, it's just great being a part of the game and being around such great athletes.
2: Have you ever gotten over those losses?
10: You know what? I I don't think you ever truly get over the big losses like that. They always kind of stick with you. But obviously um it is what it is i'm super proud of everything we did with those football teams 21 22 uh those guys are still my brothers for life and it was great seasons and great experiences but obviously you're allowed to get those extra six points in both those games.
2: Yeah, so let's talk about this for a second because I think this is an interesting little angle here. You're just removed from playing in the Vanier Cup two years in a row. That can be a valuable tool when talking things through with Garrett Rooker uh, because you're just removed from this thing. So it's not like you could say, yeah, back when I played, like I just played in it.
10: Yeah, 100%. I know exactly what he's going to go through this week. Obviously, um U of S is a, a ton of media coverage just in a smaller smaller city market um but you know what these guys are gonna have he's gonna have to deal with media day there he's gonna have interviews and all those things that kind of go with the Vanier cup that we're not necessarily used to as much throughout the regular season so there's a lot of extra things that go with it and i'm just happy to be able to be a sounding board for him and just be a guy that he can uh Bounce some ideas off of. I
2: know you were on with Sean Kleisinger earlier here, like a couple of weeks ago during my holiday stint here. But what do you, what do you appreciate now more about Blake Neal and Rooker? Because you were a, an opponent of his. What do you appreciate about those two guys now that you're on their same side?
10: Yeah, I guess I'll start out with Coach Nill. Um Obviously, before I before I was on the staff or knew Coach Nill, um, you know what, he, he's an intimidating figure. He's a big man. He, he runs hot on the sidelines sometimes. I didn't really know what he would be about, but after being around him, being on staff, he, he's a great guy. He'd give the shirt off his back for any one of his players or coaches, and uh, he's just about winning, and that's what everyone is on this team. And, you know, and I really appreciate a guy that just wants to win football games, and that's really what it's about for him. So it's been a great experience working with Coach Nil And then Garrett Rooker, um, I, I've always had a good relationship with him. I never really knew him that well. He's a great competitor, good guy, and he's largely recognized as a good guy around the Cent West. So I knew it'd be great getting to work with him uh when I got here and it's been uh nothing short of that. He's a great player and he's a he's a kid from Texas. He's a no sir, uh yes sir kind of kid and uh yeah, he gets it done on the football field, so it makes my life as a coach pretty easy. Okay,
2: and lastly, what do we know about the Montreal Caribbean your opponents in the Vanier Cup?
10: Yeah, I was fortunate enough to play against them in a, in the Tech Bowl in 2021, which was obviously an all-timer um, down to the last seconds there with Adam Mackard scoring that game-winning touchdown. So uh, I- I'm pretty familiar with them, and uh, they obviously have a very good team. A couple of guys I played with in Team Canada way back in the day, uh, Bruno Legacy and Kalen smith saint uh kind of run that boundary corner, boundary half spot they have, so I'm very familiar with them and know they have a really talented team. And uh, I know Jonathan Seneca a little bit, been able to speak with him a few times. And, yeah, he's a very talented quarterback, too. So we're going to have a work cut out for us. But uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge.
2: This is Mr. Vanier Cup from Regina, <laughs> now a quarterback's coach with UBC, headed to his third straight Vanier Cup. Good luck, my friend.
10: Thanks, Ballsy. Appreciate it.
1: 620 CKRM is proud to be the official radio partner of the Saskatchewan Roughriders and your home for the hottest sports talk anywhere. This is the Sports Cage with your host Michael Ball,
2: hey, and welcome to the show. The corner of Twelfth and Rose. I was at aggravation for the first three days, and it was pretty. It was a pretty healthy crowd, but then. As Jim Ross would say, the old wrestling announcer, business about to pick up. And it did pick up big time because the rodeo is in full swing now and you can't get in. So if you don't are, if you're not prepared to sit in line for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, you can't get in there. And they don't have a media. That's one thing they're going to, I'll tell you right now, a little critique on air. You need a way for media. Who were covering it to get around the crowd, and there was no way for me to, like, there's no special lane, and I'm not gonna piss people off waiting in line. Cause I'm, I'm one of those people won't like to hear this. I'm one of those anti zipper merge guys. Like, if I'm waiting in line, you don't get to race to the front and cut in. Sorry, pal. I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. old school that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people won't like to hear that. Big rodeo tonight. Yeah. So 7 p.m. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I couldn't get in. I, I had some work and some, You'll notice if you listen to the show, Zinger and I are trying to do a little more production pieces and everything here. So what I did is um, I had to do a couple of things, a little computer glitch, and I didn't leave my house in White City at 2. And you told me when you drove in uh, down the Lou van and you came up Sass Drive and that was at like, what, 12? They were already backed up to the Capitol Cabs. Uh, gas station on sass drive yeah that, going going uh, westbound so i'm like I i'll never get in there it was almost at that uh ice cream joint on yeah.
0: oh,
3: sass wow. drive so
2: i'm here so i'm here in studio with my buddy sean Kleisiger. we haven't worked together for about three weeks three and a half weeks because i was off for a while and uh yeah We are back in studio together. The show is brought to you by Nelson Home Supplying Home Packages and RTMs for over 65 years. You can text us at 936-6262. It's our text line powered by the Capital Auto Group. Zinger, let's do it!
0: SportsCage shareholders, this is what you need to know.
2: (laughs) Check this out, folks. Jets are down 10-0. They've got Tim Boyle. Tim the Tool Man Boyle at quarterback. That's right. Former Packer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. Okay, there we go. Mostert just went in for another touchdown. Anyway, so they're down 10 nothing. Pick six on Tua. Then two gets the ball back, and he throws another interception to the Jets. And they have it in midfield with about two seconds to go, I, I think, before halftime. Right around midfield. So Tim, the two man, Boyle, is going to lob it to the end zone. And I say lob it because he doesn't exactly have Jake Dolagala's arm, okay? And it's nothing egregious. Like, that's what all quarterbacks do. You throw it up, you hope for a bounce, you make the catch, you, you get the touchdown if you're lucky, right? He throws it up,
4: and then this happens. Indeed, he throws it, or they try a, a lateral or whatever here. Meanwhile, he just tries to get away from everybody,
8: throws it into the end zone into a lot of traffic, and there's a pick on the other side. And coming back from the end zone is Holland, and Holland is out the midfield, and Holland is inside the forty, and Holland is inside the twenty. Can you believe this? That is insanity. Holland goes
2: 100 yards for a touchdown the Canadian. Like it is. So so he goes the other way on a Hail Mary. I, you rarely see that. Now, because you rarely see that, you'd think Al Michaels would get a little excited. Al Michaels is one of the best sportscasters of all time. He's a GOAT. So my career will never be Al Michaels. But Zinger, do you not agree? He is He is less than enthusiastic doing the games. Like it is... Boring to watch watch games when he's calling it. I used to love watching Al Michaels games with John Madden. Oh, yeah, you was... knew it was a big game or Chris Collinsworth even, and now it's like, holy cow, he's bored.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the last couple of years. I don't want to say the switch over to Amazon Prime has really plummeted his his mood, but it sure seems that way. Well, he's know? grumpy, and he he's used to be d- on Sunday night. Yeah. He used to be sparkling, and now yeah. he's on Thursday yeah. night. Yeah.
2: yeah, he really does. You're right. He really does have that man on my uh, man man who's mad at the people on his lawn type of attitude now. Uh, but he he is a goat. But Talking he about a demotion, like
0: he's been uh, been along for s- how long? Yeah, he, He's called Sunday night, Monday night games, and now he's on Olympic Thursday night. Olympic
2: hockey, and now he's on Thursday night, yeah, which happens to be Friday. Worst yeah. prime night yeah, of the week. Friday, Friday, Friday prime, uh, Black Friday game. Bezos knows what he's doing. Uh, the NHL, we got games in action, a full slate of action, 15 games, including the Edmonton Oilers playing like they should. Loading up, inside, dry settle scores! Right out of the building, our friend Jack Michaels, a friend of the show. Yeah, Oilers are up five nothing. You would that. think
0: they'd be undefeated the way he sounds. Yeah, I
2: love it though. Hey, that's your job as a broadcaster sometimes. Sometimes you gotta polish a turd. I
0: guess we I were just, know how he we feels. Just, we were just getting on Al Michaels for not doing yeah. it, so I can't yeah.
2: Yeah, and he, I know how he feels. Sometimes you gotta polish a turd. Oilers finally winning like they should, five nothing. Blues over the are Blues getting whipped by the Predator seven three. Uh, Maple Leafs lost to the Blackhawks 4-3 in overtime but Dard with an
0: assist, in the got an
2: assist on the overtime goal and the Blackhawks win it their 6th game of the year, the Oilers also won their 6th game so a couple of doormats upsetting teams better than them in the standings, never thought I'd call the Oilers a doormat, but they definitely are right now speaking of doormats, Sharks have 3 wins on the year, in the second period they lead your Habitant By a count of two to nothing. Um, The Blue Jackets with a two one lead on the Devils. Um, and also, earlier today, we had a couple of finals roll in. Rangers over the Flyers, 3-1, and the Dead Wings, 5-2, over the Boston Bruins. Kings over the Ducks, 4-1 in the second. Five minutes to go there. Still to come, Penguins at Sabres, Islanders at Sens, Jets at Panthers, Lightning at Hurricanes, Avs at the Wild, Flames visit the Stars, and a Kraken home to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, yesterday, the three games, your Jordan Love, three touchdown passes, man. That was a beauty game for the Green
0: Bay Packers. Oh, I woke up yesterday morning with just this feeling. I smelt it in the air. I could smell the turkey in the air balls. They got a nice rotisserie chicken. I, know you did. I kicked back, relaxed. What a football game. Jordan Love was making throws that the elite quarterbacks in this league sometimes cannot make mm-hmm. i mean arm angles you name it you see that one touchdown pass yeah. like he is looking mighty fine right now and we have a big game coming up one week from this sunday because the packers are at home to the kansas city chiefs
2: yeah it's so do you safe. so do you think do you think that uh do you think that um the packers can make the playoffs now
0: hey as it sits right now the green bay packers they are the first team on the outside looking in can you believe that and since Seattle lost last yeah. night, Seattle's yeah. in the 7th seed. Yeah. Minnesota's in the 6th seed for the time being. Yeah. And things are looking mighty fine.
2: Uh, you wouldn't have said that three weeks ago. Dallas whipped Washington 45-10 and Christian McCaffrey. That's been the best trade in the NFL probably in the last 10 years. Coming over from Carolina, he's been nothing but great for them. Uh, he had 114 yards rushing and two touchdowns in the first half. would me be 250 bucks. Is that my friend Pat Mengel's man cave? We We have like the... They had the betting boards on the wall, you just pick random squares, and if that score, like if that combination score came up, you won. And I won. Two hundred and fifty bone. How do the San Francisco 49ers have so many good players? They're unbel- they've got they've got potential Hall of Famers at every position almost.
0: Like, you see Trent Williams Stunt. last night just bullying people? McCaffrey. Like he was they call that a pancake. Yeah. Yeah. In the football That's world. That's a
2: couple of pancakes. <laughs> he has a, a couple pancakes. Absolute road before grader. And after and during the game. Is he the best lineman since Anthony Munoz? Yeah. I think so. I, if I would if I would pick one guy, it would be him. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh speaking of football, we got the Vanier Cup tomorrow. You heard from Mason Nias. He's going to be coaching the UBC Thunderbirds, taking on the uh, Montreal caravan. Jonathan Seneca was named the uh Heck Creighton Trophy winner. First time a carabin player gets it. And the first time for him, he's the quarterback. He's a six foot two, 200 pounder. Chris Morris of the U of A Golden Bears. Good man. I uh, feel real happy for him after what he's gone through personally with losing his son recently and he gets the uh, award as the U Sports coach of the year.
0: Matthew Peterson was nominated for the Heck Crichton running back from yeah. the Alberta Golden he Bears. We too. had him on the cage yeah, here, he was, when you were gone. We got he all it. yeah, we got all the guests. On I, this was, show. I was kinda disappointed. Garrett Rooker, he he got no love when it came to the Heck Crichton. When you look at the numbers, his passing numbers right on par with Montreal's quarterback, but where Montreal's quarterback separated himself was in the rushing category. He had like six rushing touchdowns and nearly like
2: 500 yards along the ground. So Hey, we got a text at 936 from Keith. He's scolding us. Hey, guys, sun is out, wind is down. Nothing worse than someone that works indoors and complains it's cold out going from the house to the car than car to indoor workplace. Try framing houses or anything outside. You're soft, Keith. Yes, I am, Keith. Absolutely. You hit the nail right hey, on Keith, the head. Keith, I have to walk one hour
0: every single day in my bare feet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on Lego inside, yeah. You don't try forget walk, that. You try walking on Casper's Lego in the dark. Yeah. Try that, Keith. And uh, Dale from Red Deer. My, and my heat don't work in my apartment. Yeah, because he's poor and he doesn't get paid around here. Yeah. Yeah. Bad credit. Oh wait, that's me. Uh, Dale from Red Deer, watching the Jets. Man, those black jerseys look sharp with the matte black helmets. Uh, riders should go back to. Uh, to them with black helmets. Looks awesome. What are your thoughts? I don't know about rider black helmets, but I would like to see some sort of black jersey. We're probably going to see a new rider jersey. I'm suspecting this year. I'm going to get Mark Habik on the show and talk about that.
0: Yeah, you got to be careful when you're talking about unis. You know, new unis are nice. You just you can't abuse the new uniform. I think the New York Jets here, they're... That's they, not bad. They're abusing it a bit with the helmet. I think the helmet's <laughs> a bit over the top. I mean, just because teams are allowed to have two helmets now in the National Football League, I feel like teams are really taking advantage of that, like the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. What are they doing taking the oh, field in brutal. a black helmet? That's brutal.
2: Come on, I will tell you this, though. The best uniforms in the league are the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. They might suck, but they've got the best collection of unis, whether it's their home blues and yellow pants, whether it's the home baby blues and the uh, white pants, whether it's the white and white on the road or the white and gold pants. They have the yellow pants. They have the nicest unis. Too many combos. Simplify it a bit. Too many combos.
0: You're such a traditionalist.
2: (laughs) Anyway, keep the text coming. 936 6262. 62. Uh, brought to you by the Capital Auto Group. You can call that number locally or 1 866 767 0620. We've got the clutch performance and we'll take a walk down memory lane soon here on the sports page. John, John Madden wants to tell you about turkeys. Oh, yeah. Let's Don't do you that. Cut them off. Yeah, let's do Madden. Yeah.
5: <laughs> that turkey's been in the weight room. I know it. Well, you know, there was a story I read that, that what happens is sometimes turkeys are getting so big in here. They were breaking their legs, and they only had four legs, and the four legs couldn't hold them, so any turkey that gets this big needs eight legs. Where did you read that story? It was in in USA Today, I think, the other day. They're getting so big that that their legs can't hold them, so they're breaking their legs, so you're finding big old turkeys with broken legs. If you want big old turkeys, you have to give them more legs. Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer.
1: 620 CKRM
2: you know me it's out of character for me to brag about myself and the show (laughs) that's right I'm gonna brag again so our clutch performer is Duran Brand. Here I am yesterday before the Cowboys' Commanders game with our own betting expert, Andy McNamara. Here's the audio proof a ballsy prediction. But Duran Bland has four INTs for touchdowns, tying a single season NFL record. I'm saying he gets number five today. Oh, uh, yeah! If there's a line on that, I don't see. I don't I'm know what there. I'm I don't look, know what there is, but I'm just saying. I think that's yeah. going to happen today.
3: If there's a defensive, uh, yeah, again, I, I don't see it. You maybe have to be like in Vegas itself. To yeah, make, maybe, that, 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 maybe, that. maybe. Get. Yeah. I, I like. I like what you're thinking. I, I would make that play too. Second and ten. There it
2: is. And our Clutch Performer is Deron Brand of the Dallas Cowboys for Nick service in Emerald Park. Your local Massey Ferguson, Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent dealer. Give him a call, 781-1077. Oh yeah, and I guess I'm the Clutch Performer too, with that ballsy prediction.
1: Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM.
2: yeah that gets me hyped you know what else got me hyped november 24th 2013 on home turf greatest night in rider history this is the 10th anniversary of this second and ten. To-
0: And now to make sure
5: there's no doubt, Durant into the corner for Dressler. The 13th man can celebrate in 2013. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders
2: are great cup champions. And that drives me nuts when the ambient sound behind you drowns you out. Can't believe they did that in a national broadcast to the great Chris Cuthbert. But yes, 10 years ago, with Hanks and short in the building, the Riders won the Grey Cup. Gee, that was 10 years ago.
0: Sports ticker for Bronco Plumbing and Heating, where professional service is guaranteed. They will treat you right. Just give them a call at 781-2090. Just watching this Dolphins-Jets game, it looks like... Dolphins defender number 15, Jalen Phillips, just tore his Achilles tendon. Now, I don't want to speculate, but we all know what it looks like when that calf start shaking you can kind of see it recoil into the calf we saw it earlier this year with Aaron Rodgers this has happened on the exact same field that Aaron Rodgers maybe it's turf or... Yeah, maybe. It's the same field that Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles in week 1 of the NFL seasons and right now the Dolphins lead the Jets 27 to 6 with 9:15 remaining in the fourth quarter.
1: The Sports Cage is your voice for football, not only in the province but around Canada is the SportsCage CFL Report. A look at what's happening in our three-down game.
11: Let's go. Spread right, fake spear. Play pass, 16 counters, Z bang. Pull back, west right, zoom. Pull back, left. Pass, halfback at zero. Z quick swing left, on one. Right.
2: Well, the Rough Riders are in the process of wrapping up their first round of interviews for their vacant head coaching job. They've... At last, we're interviewed seven guys. Two more to come, and uh, they'll hope to have somebody in place probably by the middle of next week. The names we're hearing are Scott Milanovic, Corey Mace, and Winnipeg's Buck Pierce. Arash Madani of Sportsnet was on the show, and he's not so sure that Milanovic is the real front
11: runner. See, I, I don't think I don't think we're thinking about it through the right lens. Okay, I think it's who does Jeremy O'Day think he can work best with not who's the best possible head coach here you as a gm you have to be in lockstep with your coach you have to be on the same page with your coach and the sense i get is jeremy oday doesn't want somebody pushing questioning Personnel, etc., and so that—that that to me makes it interesting. That's what, like, I can't see Scott Milanovich and Jeremy O'Day not having friction, and friction's okay in the building as long as it, you know, as long as you're challenging each other. You—you mm-hmm. you don't want everybody just having the same opinion. I, I just don't know if if O'Day wants that ball. <laughs>
1: time to step into the radio octagon you're tuned to the sports cage on Saskatchewan sports radio 620 CKRM Coming to you live from the
2: 52nd annual Agribition is 620 CKRM, your voice of Saskatchewan. This is the Sports Cage brought to you by Nelson Home, supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. Don Hewitt joins us here, the professor. We love talking to this guy. Don, before we get into our favorite sport, football, we like we like, uh, we like uh,
8: the farm and rodeo and stuff. Are you a rodeo guy? Uh, I, I'm sort of a, a wimp when I go to rodeo because I'm always so... Uh concerned about (laughs) these guys hurting themselves it's just a crazy dangerous sport but uh i support anything rural obviously anybody from saskatchewan supports rural and anybody in terms of being born and raised here in this province and uh everybody has some connections to a farm when you're uh, an old part like me and going back uh, Mm -hmm. through the decades i spent some summers on a a farm as a kid and loved it.
2: Well, I spent one summer working on my uncle's dairy farm for about three, four, five days. I had enough. I'm like, I gotta get a really easy job that uh people don't respect, so I got into broadcasting.
8: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, hey. you know hey, Huey. if you want a good uh, if you want a good wrist shot in hockey, just uh milk cows.
2: There you go. i and that's something I just helped feed the cows. I never milked them. I was too intimidated. But that is a bucketless thing for me. I want to milk a cow. Have you ever milked a cow?
8: I have, and the the best part is squirting the uh, barn caps. Oh, that's
3: hilarious. Know? That is great.
2: Awesome. Hey, but the one thing is, uh, regardless if you're uh, an urbanite or from rural Saskatchewan, we could talk about potash and oil and all this stuff. It always comes back to the farm in Saskatchewan, doesn't it? It's the anchor of our economy.
3: And
8: you know what? In some respects, you could say it's the... Anchor of uh, Saskatchewan Rough football fans too, one way or the other. Uh, yeah, it uh, is very humble, hardworking people and uh, humble, hardworking fans.
2: Don, uh, back in the day, they were trading wheat for tickets. Well, we can't do that anymore with the Canadian wheat board gone, so the riders can't take the wheat for for money. But it's not that; it's not as bad as it was then. And I don't want to paint that picture, but there is a lot of angst. So this coaching hire is going to be very key.
8: Uh, well, you know, I think uh, everything sort of hit bottom end uh, with the Grey Cup game for many Rider fans. And so uh, at that point, at that bottoming out, that's exactly what it was. It was a bottoming out. There's nowhere to go but up, really, uh, for Saskatchewan because I, I think the worst has now occurred, and uh, there can be excitement about uh, who's going to be the next head coach. I have a list of two. Uh, my third pick would be down the list by quite a bit, but I have two picks. And then I think either one of those two up in Saskatchewan, I think fans can get excited again and uh, put the last couple of seasons behind them, hopefully.
2: Okay, so let's get to those. Uh, The three names that we've been talking about mostly, and you and I aren't in the room, there could be somebody else that we're not even uh, talking about, but it's Mace, it's Pierce, it's Milanovic. I've got it... uh, I think it's going to be Corey Mace, and he'll bring in his good friend uh, Mark Mueller. I have no—this is just my—from sniffing around, not with the riders, but people I've talked to. It's kind of just an educated prediction, but you know how my predictions have gone lately, i.e. Bo Levi-Mitchell and such, uh, and the Bombers uh, not making another great cup, which they did, so I could be totally wrong, but that's what I think. Uh, how do you see mm-hmm. it? How do you see it?
8: Yeah, I sort of agree with you. Uh, you know, let's go over the my first two picks. I mean, you got Scott Milanovic, Milanovic is my first pick. Trevor Harris loves him, uh, so that would be a good fit for him. Uh, negatives for Scott Milanovic, well, he's 43 and 47 as a CFL head coach. And uh, will he commit to Saskatchewan? He's well-known in the U.S. as a football coach. Will he put roots here? The positives for Milanovic, well, he's won a great cup as a head coach. For a guy who's 50 years old, he has an incredible amount of experience in pro football. He's got NFL contacts to help recruit players. He knows current CFL players and can assist, I think, in free agent player signings. Because right now, I think any uh, CFL free agent with options does not want to come to Saskatchewan at the moment. Uh, Milanovic could help that situation. He, I think he would bring a mature player. Perspective, He wouldn't panic. He'd have a different set of eyes for Jeremy O'Day. And uh, I think he'd be a good addition. And I think fans would be excited if he came. And then you go to Corey Mace, who's my second pick. Well, he's a Canadian. How about that, Ballsy? Yeah. You got to love that. I like his age, 37, uh, recently played. And so I think he can relate to the players who are really pretty much of the same Generation Saskatchewan is, you know, the biggest problem here is their defense. And so was the offense, but the defense was actually worse, and he could be the man that could help fix that after doing a great job the last couple of years in Toronto as their defensive coordinator, including winning a great cup. But don't forget, he also won a great cup as the D-line coach, Walsey in Calgary, in 2016. Uh, a year ago, he was apparently a finalist uh, for the head coaching job in Ottawa. It was very close. Uh, and he's the only assistant in Toronto not to resign for 2024 because maybe he's coming to Saskatchewan. I think he would also help with free agents wanting to come to Saskatchewan and play for him. I know I've heard the players respect him in Toronto. They think a lot of him, and I think he'd bring in some uh, smart, young coaches. I mean, in the NFL, they go young. Uh, I think if either Milanovic or Mace came to Saskatchewan, If Jeremy O'Day got either one of those two, uh, I think fans could get excited again. Uh, uh, Buck Pierce, maybe a dark horse. How about if he brought in Drew Brown? Would that be exciting?
2: Here's the thing, Don. Here's the thing. He's a little slight. He's only 190 pounds. Uh, That offensive line and that receiving core can make quarterbacks Look, maybe better than they are. And I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. But if you're the Rough Riders right. and you're Jeremy O'Day and you want to win, are you going to bring in a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback? That's something that uh, I'm right. not so no,
8: sure I about. Agree. That's why I put him down the list from the first two. Yeah. I, I would separate that. I, I mean, as far as I would guess, Ballsy, and, and you tell me what you think. I think O'Day is, is going with Trevor Harris. I would think. Uh, That's what I'm led to. That's what I'm led. That's what I'm led. Yeah, that's what I'm led. The guy I know he
2: wants. Yeah, that's what I'm led to believe that that uh, that Trevor Harris uh, is going to be back. But here's something: if they go the Corey Mace route, is Trevor Harris Corey Mace's guy? Maybe Corey Mace. You're like, well, who would he get? Well, there's rumors about McLeod Bethel Thompson wanting to come back to the Canadian Football League. What do you think about that?
8: Well, I mean, I mean, it's hard to say how much you know, sort of influence Corey Mace would have on Jeremy O'Day. Uh, uh, you know, like maybe Milanovic might, it's, it's, you know, Mace is going to come in here a another rookie head coach and probably following, you know, the direction more so of, of Jeremy O'Day. And, and I think that's, that's an advantage to Milanovic because I think a different set of eyes, as I said earlier, would be a good thing for the organization. So, uh, you know, it's hard to say, but Mace knows, like Milanovic, uh all the players in the CFL, he he knows uh, the ones he'd want and he doesn't want. And and right now, uh, you know, it's it's huge that uh, the Rough Riders, uh, uh be secure at the quarterback slot because the argument against Trevor Harris would be his age and coming off a serious injury. I believe at some point early in the season, next year, he's 38. Um McCall, Bessel Thompson isn't young, but he's younger than Harris. So, I mean, that's the risk of Trevor Harris.
2: Yeah, for sure. Don Hewitt, the professor, joining us here. We'll be back with more on the Sports Cage in a moment for Nelson Holmes on 620 CKRM.
1: We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM.
2: Welcome back to the sports cage. Continuing our conversation with the professor Don Hewitt for a couple more minutes, Huey. We were talking about the rider coaching search before. Uh, it'll be done here by next week. They'll have it announced. They, they kind of have to be because the window will close for Scott Milanovich if that's indeed their guy. If you're a betting man, who do you think it is, Milanovich or Mace? And and uh-huh. and and Don. This is the most critical hire in this franchise's organization and probably the last, well, since the 1999 turnover in the regime there.
8: Right. Well, if I'm a betting man, I think there might be more complications uh, for Scott Milanovich, which I think is unfortunate in some respects. I think they should uncomplicate the complications. Uh, That would take us hours to probably talk about. So I'd probably predict uh, Corey Mace would be, Uh, the man that might be, uh, you know, being introduced by a rider general manager, Jeremy O'Day, but I go back to what I said in the first segment. I think if Corey Mace comes, there's lots of reasons to be very excited for Rough Rider fans. I think there's a lot of uh, big issues going on right now in the CFL. Outside of what the Riders are doing, that being what's going on in Edmonton Ballsy. Yeah, for sure. Before uh, I mean, before
2: before, before uh, go we ahead. Before we touch on that, I think I I'm almost certain though if Corey Mace comes, Mark Mueller will come with the Mueller was a guy that uh had a chance to be the offensive coordinator last year, but turned it down because of all the uncertainty in Rider Nation, and I right, don't, right. I don't blame him. He had the play calling duties taken away from him in Calgary early in the year. That was Dave Dickinson's choice because Dave's an alpha. Dave wanted to take the play calling over. Things weren't going well. I don't think right. it was. I don't think it was Mark's fault. Mayer wasn't playing up the snuff. No, the no. the offensive line wasn't spectacular. Probably the worst Calgary offensive line we've seen in years. There was a couple of good parts, but uh, the tackles were weren't very good. So Mark Mueller uh, could be on his way here if, in a Corey Mace package, which would be kind of exciting.
8: I think it would be very exciting. I mean, they had one receiver, Reggie Bagleton. Their best receiver was hurt the first game of of the regular season. I'm sure I would, do you have the stats? I mean, Calgary must've had the most drops. Their receivers must've had the most drops in the CFL, I would think. And like you said, Jake Mayer uh, was somewhat inconsistent, especially in big moments in the red zone. Uh, I would think that uh, if you could bring in Ryder Royalty, which is what Mark Mueller is as Ron Lancaster's grandson, there's only two members of the Ryder Royal family, and uh, those are family members of either Ron Lancaster or George Reed. And so I think it would be pretty cool, but I, I agree with you, balzy A lot of people say, well, don't bring in Mark Mueller because of what happened earlier in the season or because of what happened to Cowdery's offense. I don't agree with that. I think the problems with Calgary's offense was uh, player personnel.
2: Yeah, so uh, the storied franchise, the Edmonton Eskimos, falling on hard times after their name changed to the Elks. They just can't get out of their own way. Uh, they, right. they have to get rid of Victor Quee for whatever reason. Rick Lollas, sure, a more steadying hand, comes back into the fold. But there's talk of privatization in Edmonton. What do you think about that?
8: Well, thank goodness Rick Lollas sure is there. A very respected CFL executive who knows exactly what's right and what's wrong in Edmonton he even talked about the stadium the problems at Commonwealth I agree with that although you know what are the odds of them getting a, a stadium like we have here or the one in Winnipeg et cetera, are probably small in Edmonton at this point uh, but you know I, I think with a city like Edmonton private ownership might be at this point uh, the better answer it's hard to say uh, but I know one thing. When you take a look at Edmonton, possibly going private, I don't know if that's a huge deal. I know it would not work in Saskatchewan. I don't believe a private owner would ever work in Saskatchewan. The people want to feel it's their team. They want to feel that they're a part of it as sort of owners per se. I think if you went to a private owner, you wouldn't have the you know, the volunteerism, for example, in the CFL smallest market, uh, would people travel as far to see the team if it was privately owned? I mean, Saskatchewan has to stay a community owned team, but it might work in Edmonton. If, if you've got a guy with deep enough pockets who can ter- try to turn it around.
2: Yeah, that's a good point, man. Um, but I do think we talked earlier in the first segment about the angst amongst the fans. Uh, I've heard from a lot of fans that feel this isn't really their team. Yeah,
8: well, they don't feel it's their team. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people thought, okay, we're you know, especially at the Great Cup game, where's the accountability? I mean, it takes it takes some time, I think, in a, in the setup that Saskatchewan has for the board to get involved. Uh uh, because they mainly just look at the, at the balance sheets, at the finances. And if they're good, then they're, the board is good. And then, uh, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, Craig Reynolds will, you know, will make an, you know, make his opinion known to the board. They'll rubber stamp it for rehiring Jeremy O'Day. Uh, so that, that's the way it worked this year. Mm-hmm. Uh but next year if if you know the the riders I I believe have to win and have a better season to get the fans going in the stands, hopefully that's what happens. If that happens, then that's gonna be great. If it doesn't happen and there's big losses, then the board will be taking a more a serious view of things and what's going on because obviously winning correlates to fan support. Uh I guess what I'm where I'm going right now is saying Look, Let's look at the positive. We've hit bottom, like I said earlier, with what happened in the Grey Cup game. We've hit bottom. There's nowhere to go but up. And uh, let's just take the positive view that they can turn this around and turn it around on the field and get things going. Uh, They basically have to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. They do. (laughs) uh, They do. Hey, uh, lastly, let's end on a positive note. Uh, Good for Cody. Good for Jason Moss. Good for Montreal. What a scene with the parade.
8: Right. And, you know, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, I'll be dead and buried (laughs) before they win the Stanley Cup. Probably dead and buried for decades. Before the Canadians win another Stanley Cup. You meant the so, Oilers. You, know, you meant um, ma- you meant the Oilers, not the Habs. What? And there's I know you've been talking about the Oilers. I've never seen anything like the Oilers. Like the Alouettes were amazing to the plus and the Oilers are amazing to the negative. I, I'm almost as amazed by how bad the Oilers are as I was with how good the Alouettes were. What mm. the heck? At Edmonton. I've never seen anything like it, Ballsy. Yeah.
2: It's and great.
8: apparently the apparently the o- oiler ownership, Daryl Katz, is not interested in the Eskimos from what i've heard.
2: No, that's right. Yeah, you, you know, uh, just to just to wrap up that discussion there. Uh Don, my uh <clears throat> I'm in a real drought when it comes to to fandom. Like the rock, ra-
8: <laughs> serious,
2: like is, like I'm I'm actually if if sports can make you depressed and i get i get less depressed the older i get cuz you put your life in perspective like i take <laughs> I would take lo- right. i would take losses harder in the past, but the riders have been awful the last 2 years the San Diego Padres had the third highest payroll yeah. and, they, and they came up short and then their great owner who wants to win and spend money Peter Seidler passes away yeah, uh, I saw that. So, so he dies and and who knows where the team goes the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles have the worst head coach in the league they have wasted Dan Fouts Phillip Rivers and they're about to waste Justin Herbert and I've got two of the top five players in the NHL right now the best player who isn't playing that way and Leon Dry Seidel, McDavid and Dry and their team, if you go by the math, they're going to miss the playoffs because they say you got to be in a playoff spot or around it by Thanksgiving, and the Oilers are 10 points out of the final playoff spot. Oh. It's shocking. Like, I am going through a terrible, terrible stretcher, Huey.
8: Well, and I, I feel sorry for you. My sympathies to yourself. Um, to everybody in
2: your family because you're probably <laughs> complaining to them a lot. No, my son, but is not... my, my son, Ethan, <laughs> my son, Ethan is mad at me. In fact, he's my only saving grace, <clears throat> excuse me, because his team's still in the playoffs, taking on Ricky Ray's old school, Sacramento State on Saturday. So they are still right. winning. They're still in the mix. But other than that, he's mad at me too because, like, usually the father passes on his sports knowledge and fandom to the kid. And Ethan's like, couldn't you have picked some better teams?
8: Well, he's doing his part in North Dakota there. He's doing his part. So that's the main thing. The main thing is your son's playing well and doing well in football. That's the more important thing. You
2: know know what's cool about that? What I I, I do uh, think is cool about that? A lot of kids look up to the... uh, And maybe it's because of his uh, proximity to me, obviously. But uh, a lot of kids look up to... um, to the NFL, you ask them who their favorite player is growing up. Oh, it's uh, Brian Erlocker or it's Randy Moss, right. or it's whatever. Honest to gosh, my son gets just as excited when the Blue Bombers, Tiger Cats... Uh, Chris Jones was just there at practice, as he does when the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Lions are there to watch practice. Like his goal was always to get a college degree and have a chance to play in the CFL, which I think is neat. We need more kids looking up the CFL, guys. That's why, Don. Last point: we we got to do a better job of promotion, like the CFL awards. Those got to be found somewhere on TV
8: so kids can look up oh, to yeah. the next guy. Well, what was the worst, in my opinion, with Bell Media? was, of course, I'm a Vikings fan. Huge fan of the Pasternaut, by the way. The Pasternaut. <laughs> Love them. Anyway, but, you know, you got the Vikings on the full CTV network at the same time as the Grey Cup on TSN. Obviously, CTV reaches more viewers, and I thought, this is, this is awful. This is just awful that they can't put the Grey Cup game on both TSN and CTV, and you got the Minnesota Vikings playing on a national network against the Great Cup game. Brutal. Yeah, it is br- Absolutely brutal. Yeah, especially, and,
2: uh, you know, especially when you think they, they- Don, especially when you think Don, back in the day, you used to do CTV. We had Dale, I- Dale Isaac on yesterday, the Great Dale Isaac. You used to right. have Frank Rigney, L McCann and uh and Dale Isaac doing the first half oh, and then you'd have so Don, good. Don, Don Leo and Ron doing the second half.
8: No, I I think you know uh, the the CFL board of governors, Randy Ambrosi has to you know they have to be careful in how they deal with Bell Media, but they they can't be happy with this situation because Bell Media is telling the world that the NFL is more important than the CFL with how they're you know with how they're putting the the games on and how what they're promoting and et cetera. And it's like I, I said, like just like I wouldn't even switch over to watch the Minnesota Vikings. My favorite team on Sunday because it just annoyed me too much. Plus, I was so enthralled with the CFL Grey Cup game. It was better than the Viking game by 100 miles.
3: Yeah, that's
2: a good point, man. Uh, Very good point. Great way to uh, wrap it up. Have yourself a good weekend, Don.
1: Same to you, Baldy. Thanks a lot. Sports. Talk lives here. Welcome to another hour of the Sports gauge with your host, Michael Ball.
2: And the show on Fridays brought to you by Nelson Home, supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. Wherever you're listening today, however you're listening, we do appreciate it. Thanks for making us part of your day, whether you're on the drive home, at home, still at work, maybe you're at aggravation, you can hear us. We've got a booth down there at Affinity.com place i know perry nice is walking around listening to the show doing some work down there always making deals uh all our guests come to you via the western pizza hotline we always have great guests on the show and uh when we're talking about western pizza uh, let them take a slice out of your fall cooking schedule let them do the cooking tonight at western pizza sounds like a great idea on a cold friday night um And our text line's powered by the Capital Auto Group at 936-6262.
0: Hot shareholders, this is what you need to know.
2: NHL, full slate of action, got going early today. Rangers beat the Flyers 3-1, Red Wings over the Bruins 5-2. It was the uh, Predators whipping the Blues 8-3. The Blue Jackets nipped the Devils, two to one. Still to come, we're still on the ice right now. Kings leading the Ducks, five two. Late in the third, the Canadians have roared back to tie the Sharks at two. There, late in the third period of play, there in Northern California. Still to come tonight: Penguins, Sabers, Islanders at Sands, Jets at Panthers, Lightning at Hurricanes, Abs at Wild. We'll get to that game in a second. Flyers at Stars and Canucks at Kraken. So check this out. The Chicago Blackhawks in overtime beat the Toronto Maple Leafs on this goal 4-3.
1: Bedard, high slot. Oh! Drops down on
2: top of the net. It's in. It's over. Hawks win in overtime. Korchinski gets the goal. So a Saskatchewan boy scores from the former Regina uh, Pat Connor Bedard. And it was a big victory for the Chicago Blackhawks, their sixth of the year. And the lowly Edmonton Oilers can't believe I'm saying that. Is it what is it? 2015. The lowly Oilers they beat up on the Washington Capitals. Loading up inside. Just, I love our friend Jack Michael right out of the building. Uh, uh, sad news, Andy Moog, former oiler and Bruin goalie, is battling cancer the age of 63, it's been announced. Now, remember when the NHL banned everything because of uh, the, the furor and uproar over uh, the pride jerseys and warm-ups? And then uh, it was the, the dude on Arizona that had the tape, and they said, okay, you can wear the tape in yeah. warm-ups uh, or use the tape. Now, as part of his Native American Heritage, uh, heritage Night to honor his wife, who is native, Mark andre Fleury, the wild goalie tonight, wanted to have a custom-designed mask created by Cole Redhorse Taylor. Uh, the mask had quotes of his dad on the back, names of his kids... And he's bummed out that the NHL will not let him wear it in warmups because it's signifying something, right? Listen, I don't like mixing politics with sports or anything like that. Why can't we just let people do what they want to do? Okay, the NHL uh, got rid of the everything because of the uh, Pride night and they didn't like how some players who didn't want to wear the jersey were being attacked. Can we just... If people want to wear pride jerseys, they wear pride jerseys in the warm-ups. If they don't, they don't. Nobody gets attacked. If he wants to wear a Native American mask, like, what are we doing here? Like, can we not just all get along? Not everybody agrees with everything, but... We can get along, we can agree to disagree, we can go about our merry way now we got everybody 's on Twitter fighting and everything it 's just an absolute dumpster fire almost the holiday season, yeah, yeah, no kidding yeah, yeah exactly real hol real festive holiday season yeah oh, ho ho, yeah, that's right. hey, Miami beat the jets thirty four thirteen at the Meadowlands. How about the Canadian Holland?
8: indeed he throws it or they try a a lateral or whatever here meanwhile he just tries to get away from everybody throws it into the end zone into a lot of traffic and there's a pick on the other side and coming back from the end zone is holland and holland is at the midfield and holland is inside the 40 and holland is inside the 20. can you believe this that is insanity
2: Sorry, uh, sorry for waking you up, Al. It was an unbelievable play that you hardly ever see. It was a, after the Jets picked off Tua for the second time in the first half, two seconds to go. They throw the Hail Mary. And this dude, Holland, Javon Holland, the Canadian, weaves his way down the field, 100 yards for a touchdown on the final play of the half. And it looks like we woke up Al Michaels from his rocking chair. The guy's a goat, but he's absolutely unenthused about anything it's crazy too Any- much turkey last year yeah time. anyway maybe <laughs> he, well, he's feeling a bit sleepy apparently he's uh, he's uh, eating turkey every game that he broadcasts uh, of course uh the jets pulled away or pardon me the dolphins pulled away in the second half and this was one of the touchdowns that helped them do it
5: first
8: down from the 13 yard line for Miami long long drive continues with the touchdown monster taking it in
2: The uh, Rough Riders have interviewed nine guys in the first round for their vacant head coaching job. I've got Corey Mace with Mark Mueller. That's my educated prediction. Who do you got?
0: I like Buck Pierce bringing over Drew Brown as the starting quarterback, and then you beef up the offensive line. Do you really think... I don't think it's going to happen. Do
2: you really think... When they got a win with people ready to burn the stadium down, they, they're going to go with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback that's never... Rookie in the sense that he's never started? Yeah. That ain't happening. right? Never know. I'd say that's the third... <laughs> you never know. You're all pouty now. That's the third... Leave me alone. <laughs> that's the third choice. I'd say the, the best choice is probably Milanovic. I'd be I'd be okay with a Mace Mueller combo, and no, not because he's a fellow Regina Ram alumni, not because he's Lancaster's grandson, because he's a good, bright mind who's paid his well, dues for ten would be years. A first time, yeah, and he's a Canadian too. Good Canadian combo there. That's so awesome. Y- you
0: you it on me for Buck Pierce being a head coach, yeah. first time head coach, but you, you yeah, say but that you like
2: that one. Yeah, but he's still he's going to have he's going to have a veteran quarterback. You said you want Drew Brown to come here. It you? doesn't
0: matter who you line up at quarterback if he's going to get knocked around the the
2: league that's true you, you need you need the beef true hey november 24th 2013 where were you i was on the sidelines for this one riders beat the hamilton tiger cats 45 to 23 les Coupes de gre their last great cup championship 10 years ago on this very night double amputee olympic runner oscar pastorius was granted parole friday it'll be uh, happening in January, 10 years after shooting his girlfriend through a toilet door at his home in South Africa and a killing that jolted the world. UBC at Montreal tomorrow in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University for the Vanier Cup. Chris Morris wins the U Sports Coach of the Year and in the NCAA there was a football today Iowa beat Nebraska 13-10. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma all over TCU 69-45. My son's team the North Dakota Fighting Hawks taking on Sacramento State. Guy we had on yesterday the Great Cup champion Darnell Sankey went to Sac State, so did Ricky Ray. So I'll be Ricky Ricky. So I'll be watching that one, I'll be watching the uh, Vanier Cup, and I'll be watching Michigan and Ohio oh, yeah, State. Who one. do you got in that one? That's a big, I think Michigan at home is going to take it. I but. think they'll smack them. Yeah. Hope they do. Anyway, when we come back, we'll catch up with Farhan Lalji. That's what you need to know on the Sports Cage.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage. wherever you're listening,
2: however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Brought to you by Nelson Home supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. We'll soon be joined by TSN's Farhan Lalji. Lots to get to with him. We haven't even asked his opinion on the Grey Cup. He was there covering, I think his, I saw it uh, was his 21st Grey Cup or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the day after he was in Kansas City. Yeah, he was a traveling man there. Uh. uh If you're headed in, uh, make sure you give yourself some time going to the aggravation because uh, the rodeo in full swing, yeah. Big rodeo tonight. Yeah, and they're lined up big time. They've been lined up for a while. Let's go. Give yourself. You're best off to get on the shuttle. I think it it runs every twenty minutes. Regina has a shuttle. Yeah, nice. Have you used the one from? You've no, not you wouldn't because you're operating all my games. I uh, the rider broadcast like they've got the shuttle going back and forth. So, big city now from from, (laughs) big city. Okay, is he ready? Do you think? Yeah, we're good. Let's head out in the Western Pizza Hotline and talk with our friend Farhan Lalji from TSN. Farhan, man, that was a busy stretch for you. First
11: off, your thoughts on the Grey Cup. Oh, the Grey Cup was awesome. It was a heck of a game, heck of a week. You know, you're not sure what it's going to look like when the home team's not in it, right? I mean, unless you're in Saskatchewan because you know that the Grey Cup is always going to be a winner in Saskatchewan, but you know, I wasn't sure. I mean, the second time in three years, the game's in Hamilton, and you know, the home team's just had a real difficult season and a lot of uncertainty there, so what's that going to look like? And um, I thought the city did a great job putting on a show, and you know, we shouldn't be surprised that the underdog won, right? And, And almost the way they won. When you look at how Toronto did it last year with some late turnovers when you look at, um, you know, what these guys did. And nearly six of the last eight of these games has gone to the underdog. And, you know, Montreal, we knew what the formula was going to be, right? They needed to create some turnovers. They couldn't, even though Cody made great plays at the end, like you couldn't rely on Cody to win the entire game. And I, I thought they did a really good job, right? From the coaching staff to the quarterback all the way on down and, They got their turnovers in the red zone and wound up pulling off off the upset.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then, Farhan, you went right to Kansas City to watch the Chiefs and the Eagles, a much-anticipated Monday night game. You know, In a long time, that was the most-anticipated Monday night game, a Super Bowl rematch. Eagles never do it pretty, but they're very efficient. And I'll tell you what, I, I know you're a Mahomes fan, but he's not winning with that receiving core. He's got an aging tight end who uh, isn't as dynamic as he used to be, and he's got a pretty pedestrian receiving core that can catch a cold.
11: Yeah, you're not wrong. And, you know, that was the second game in Kansas City I did this year. I was there for the opening game uh, against uh, De- uh, Detroit, and they had seven drops in that game, right? So the fact they they lead the NFL in drops with 26, and, you know, people talk about the drops. You know what frustrates me watching? Like, you know, as a guy that loves seeing Mahomes make magic, when he scrambled previously, mm. the receivers all knew what to do when he scrambles now, the receivers stand and they get more covered than when they first started like it's just it's painful to watch that you 've got a talent that's that's that good out there delivering you the ball and look they 've improved in so many areas you know when you look at what that team's defense looks like um, you know and you're right kelsey doesn 't seem like he 's the same player right now, and you can tell everybody 's attention defensively is just on. Kelsey, I mean, it was amazing. Philadelphia has given up so much yardage all season between the numbers and within fifteen yards of the line of scrimmage. That's Travis Kelsey territory. Mm. So you thought he would have had a big game, but if you looked at those replays, everything was all about Kelsey and let downfield. Whatever's going to happen, happen. And those drops again, it was ridiculous to see that that happen. They've improved everywhere, but they have managed to get worse at receiver. And here's the one for me: How do you lose Travis? Or how do you lose Tyree Kill a year ago? And their offense actually got better last year. Yeah. And now, and now, like, holy cow, this is just, it's not the same team. So uh,
2: I had it as a kind of a three horse race in the NFC uh, the, the Niners, the Eagles, and the Lions. I don't know how I feel about the Lions in back to back weeks. Barely get by the Bears. They got a scramble. And then they were lackluster yesterday. Take nothing away from Zinger's uh, Packers, but they were lackluster yesterday at home.
11: Yeah, they were, and you know, it's a group that's going to have to learn how to win, right? They're going to have to start getting getting comfortable winning different ways. And you know, when you see teams that take away their run game and they they get behind a little bit early, like they they do look lackluster, they do look vanilla in their play calling. And I look for me, it's it's San Francisco. I was at the game last night. If you want, in case you're wondering, I'm in downtown Seattle, oh, okay. in Westlake, and I've got the I've got the Seattle trifecta. I did the Seahawks Niners last night. I've got the Connection cracking tonight. And then I've got my Apple Cup with my Huskies. Uh, and the Cougars tomorrow, so it's uh, a fun weekend for my son and I here. But, like, San Francisco is back. Like, they are San Francisco again. And Brock Purdy is better than ever. Like, last year you could have called him a game manager that, you know, just did enough, didn't make mistakes, and executed the offense. He is doing more than that. He is scrambling. He is keeping plays alive. He's getting through his progressions and getting to to the backside of plays. And, like, this guy is legit, and when McCaffrey's healthy, I don't think there's a better combination of running back with vision and burst than McCaffrey. And, like I I don't know. I don't know that anyone's touching these guys in the NFC. Yeah,
2: it's been one of the best trades probably in the last 10 years, McCaffrey coming over to the 49ers. I can't think of a more impactful one off the top of my
7: head.
11: Well, you're right. And, you know, their their run game was good before they got him. Like, remember that, right? And then he just took it to a whole new level. So as long as they can stay remotely healthy, I, I don't see, like, I know Dallas looks good again. Like, I, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, like, you, you give me, you give me Dak and you give me the San Francisco offense, I think thinking San Francisco all day. So, and and you know, now you, you look in the AFC, they've, a lot of those teams have taken a slight step back. And, you know, we just talked about Kansas City. San Francisco is going to be tough for anybody to beat right now. And, and on the subject of Purdy, should we not be talking about this guy as an MVP candidate? Like, I, look, you know how I feel about Mahomes, and I saw him yeah. as a co-frontrunner. runner. Why? Right? His numbers aren't good as much as he's talented. The numbers aren't good. Brock Purdy should get be in that conversation.
2: Yeah, he should be. A couple of college games I want to touch on before I let you go. The UBC Thunderbirds against Montreal for the Vanier Cup. Uh, who do you got there?
11: Well, you know, I picked UBC at the start of the year to win the Vanier, and I'm sticking with him. I, I am because I, I look at the, that quarterback, you know, as good as uh, Jonathan Senegal is in Montreal, I think Garrett Rooker is every bit as good. I think they've got the best offensive line. Uh, those two offensive linemen, uh, Benedet and Manu, for UBC, if they were um, in the draft last year, they would have been the top two linemen taken. They're that good. Uh, they got supplemented at the start of the year because of what happened with the SFC program. They got a receiver named Sam Davenport and a corner named Jarrell Cummings. They were both on the Canada West first team. Uh, Davenport scored the game-winning touchdown in the final play against Alberta and the, the Hardy. It's been a real good addition for them. So. Look, maybe I know more about UBC than I do about Montreal, but I, I feel that this the this year in u sports has been as wide open as ever, and I like the Thunderbirds to win it again.
2: Boy, wouldn't uh, Chris Morse rather trade in his U Sports Coach of the Year award for uh, for a Vanier Cup appearance because they probably would have beat Saint FX too and, and gotten there uh, if not for yes, they bungled it. Like they what were they it. doing? Kick the field goal.
11: I'm with you. You, you of Alberta should have won that game. There's no doubt in my mind.
2: Yeah, no, it's crazy. And then tomorrow in the big house, we got the Michigan Wolverines and the Ohio yeah. State Buckeyes. I got, a, I got a day, man. I'm watching the UND Fighting Hawks against Sac State in the first playoff game. I got the Vanier Cup, and then I got that game to watch. It's going to be beautiful around noon.
11: Yeah, you know, and like I said, at 1 o'clock Pacific, I'm going to be at the Apple Cup, so I'll be watching that. Yeah. I'll have one guy, one eye on Michigan-Ohio State as well. I think Ohio State's playing really well right now. I mean, if you'd asked me at the start of the year, I would have picked Michigan. If you ask me now, I'm going to pick Ohio State because their offense has progressively gotten better as this season has progressed. And when you you know, you know look at Kael McCord, you starting to figure it out. Uh, Emeka Agbuka is back healthy now to be a secondary threat to DeMarvin uh, to Harrison and Trevion Henderson's back, right? So, um you know, I, McCarthy's taken a step back the last couple of games. I know he's been dealing with something for Michigan, but I'm going to take Ohio State to pull off a really, really close upset at the Big House. I I feel much more confident about this if it was at Ohio State, but I think they're going to find a way in Michigan to get it done.
2: Enjoy the father-son weekend, man. Thanks for taking time out.
11: Hey, and you enjoy UND,
2: buddy. We'll All talk right. soon. Take care, man. That is our friend Farhan Alalji. Uh, okay, let's get to a couple of texts here, Zinger. Um, uh this one from uh, Stephen. Tom Shepard was well-liked. This Reynolds guy, even though he's endorsed by Tom, it seems, comes across as smug, arrogant, and out of touch with the fan base. He doesn't even command a room like Tom did. The last two seasons have been horrendously embarrassing and just hard to even watch. That's from Stephen. Okay, Stephen, thanks for the uh, text. We take him, good or bad, as long as we can read them, and we can read that one. Uh, this is from Bert. Bert Wilson said, Hey, guys, love Don Hewitt. Every word he says makes sense. Try and explain this to an American. How would it go over if every CFL game was shown on network OTA television, including playoffs and Grey Cup, while every NFL game, uh, playoffs and Super Bowl, was then shown on various ESPN channels and streaming services. The response would be very violent, talking about how it's not on on CTV. Uh, CTV. yeah, uh, yep. crazy man, absolutely
0: crazy. I think we'll get there someday. I I, I think it's picking up steam the last let's, couple. Let's of years. Let's
2: hope. And then I got this. I'd said the Chargers have the best unis in the NFL. Not so says Brent from Fillmore at nine three six sixty two sixty two. Uh, Eagles Kelly greens are the best unis in the NFL, hands down, and I agree. Bring back the black rider uniform. Those
0: are nice uniforms. Who's that from Kelly or uh, from uh, from? It
2: was Kelly Green from Brent. Oh, from Brent. Yeah, yeah. That, those are the old those ones. Are, are, uh, Reggie Whites. I like their helmets. I gotta. I love the helmets too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you're a Reggie White. The guy. The reason right? why I like those too is
0: the Eagles wore those ones in. 2010, I believe it was week two of 2010 when the Packers went to Leakin Financial. Vic, Vic Field. was the quarterback. Yeah, and we
2: beat him. Yeah, we beat him. Of course, I think
0: Michael or I think Kevin Cobb might might have been actually, but Vic I, was on the team. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think, I, think Cobb, I remember Cobb playing. Because Chip I Kelly remember. was
2: the coach, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. So yeah, interesting. We
2: won the Super Bowl that year too. Oh, no big it's deal. The last Super Bowl you won? Yeah, only one with Aaron Rodgers.
0: We got thirteen NFL championships. No yeah. other NFL franchise. Oh, I know.
2: I'm not, close. I'm, not, I'm not making fun of you. Anyway, we'll be back with more of the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes on 620 CKRM.
0: 5.33 with the sports ticker for Busy B overhead doors. Busy B will repair or replace your residential or commercial garage door so you don't get stuck in or out. Catch the buzz. Busy B doors, the garage door specialists. We have a final from the National Football League today. The Miami Dolphins they took care of their business. Big win, thirty-four thirteen over the New York Jets in the Meadowlands. Some finals across the National Hockey League. 5-2 winners. Detroit was over Boston. 3-1 Rangers over the Flyers. The Blackhawks won in overtime. 4-3 over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Columbus with a 2-1 win over Jersey. And the Nashville Predators, they were putting the puck in the back of the net today. 8-3 over the Blues. Edmonton, 5 nothing winners in Washington, the LA Kings 5-2 winners in Anaheim, and the Montreal Canadiens, they came back to beat the San Jose Sharks in the Shark Tank. 3-2 win in a shootout. Big congrats to my Montreal Canadiens. Let's celebrate.
1: Let's head ringside and check in with the oldest major junior hockey team in Canada. This is Pat Chats, from your official voice of the Red Up Pats, 620 CKRM.
2: chat chat is brought to you by the canadian brew house get the best block and chicken wings special in town with 69 cent wings all day every wednesday and sunday with the feature wing flavor of the month every month well, the Regina Pats are coming off a humiliating 8 0 loss to the Medicine at Tigers on Wednesday. They've won three of their past 11 games and will try to get back in the win column when they take on the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight on a road game. You can catch right here on 620 CKRM, pregame show 735, face off at 8. Here's Pats. Head coach Brad Heroff after that tough loss in Medicine Hat on Wednesday, Brad, I guess we'll start off with your thoughts on this one. How would you kind of describe your team's performance tonight here in Medicine Hat?
11: Uh, yeah, obviously the eight nothing scored, hard pill to swallow. Um, don't think we were very. Some individuals just weren't very good. We had some guys who were pretty good, um, and obviously in second period there we had three breakaways grade eight chances in the first ten minutes when it was still a one nothing, two nothing game and we didn't score on those. We had a power play and those things. We didn't get any momentum off of that. And then uh, you know, second period I know we were down four nothing, but I liked the way we were creating chances, you know, so much we weren't doing in the first period. Um I mean it just kinda of snowballed for us. Didn't like a couple of goals that we let in. But uh that's the way it goes. They're a good team and they score real easy so they got good players.
1: Kings of Saskatchewan Sports Talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Our guests come to you via the Western Pizza Hotline, including
2: number 43 of your Saskatchewan Roughriders, Micah Tites. I think I can still say that you're going to be a free agent, but I think I can still say that. Can I?
9: Yeah, well, I mean, for the time being, we'll have to we'll have to <laughs> see how everything shakes down here, but uh, yeah.
2: How's, uh, how's, uh, like, how's this weekend shape up for you? Do you like, do you take in like the, uh, the three American Thanksgiving day games? Do you, do you watch all the hockey and everything going on today? Are you a sports guy or once football season's done, you just step away and recharge?
9: No, I like to watch the NFL games and, uh, the NHL as well. I'm really looking forward to the, the Vanier Cup tomorrow though. I, uh, I hope UBC can, uh, Uh, Beat Montreal.
2: Yeah, we do too. We got actually Mason Ias coming up next year. He lost the last two Vanier Cups as a quarterback with the Huskies, but he's now quickly ascending the coaching ranks there with uh, UBC as their quarterbacks coach. Can you give me a comment about your Dinos? They should have been in the playoffs and blew it against Manitoba.
9: Yeah, man. I was actually just I was you know I was fortunate to be able to to see to be at that game live, and you know we had it up until the end, and then there was a. you know, a critical error of all critical errors to end the game there. So, uh, very disappointing. And, uh, my little brother's still on that team. So it was tough for him. Yeah, I knew that for sure. Hey, um,
2: can you assess for me just your season personally last year with the Saskatchewan Roughriders, Micah?
9: Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know i was uh, proud to play all 18 games i've never done that before so that was uh, mm-hmm. kind of my uh, you know proudest moment I, I definitely think i had some you know good games and then some you know medium games throughout the season i uh i believe towards the end of the season i started kind of playing um, my best football when you know some of the those games were on the line but uh yeah just uh you know struggled to get into a rhythm at the beginning of the year but uh definitely started to pick it up near the end. Yeah,
2: so Mike, how much did that happen? And that's what I thought, calling the games from the booth. I, I just thought, okay, it's going to take a while to bang off the ring, rust when you miss an entire year. Is that kind of really what it was, just getting in the flow again and the conditioning and everything like that?
9: Yeah, you know, it was just, you know, I can't really blame it too much on any um, injuries or anything like that. You know, I was feeling good throughout the throughout the season. I just think it was, you know, yeah, it was just uh, it was tough to get started. And um Yeah, but then I feel like I was uh, finding success at the end of the year and uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, becoming the player uh – that I was, and uh, that I still think I uh, continue can continue to be. Yeah,
2: I love watching you play, Micah Tite. So, so as you look at free agency now, without giving your card away too much, what factors mm-hmm. into it for you? Like, what what are some of the things you look at when you write write it on paper? I know, for instance, a lot of Saskatchewan kids when they're drafted and things like that, teams will ask them, okay, like, are you gonna like if they're if Toronto's interviewing them, right? Are you gonna stay here? or Are you gonna go back to Saskatchewan right away or closer to home? A lot of guys like to play. Uh, close to home, or, or or things like that. There's different factors. I know you've got a long distance kind of relationship with your significant other in the Calgary area. You're a local guy there. So what factors into it for you?
9: You know, I I, I really do think it comes down to um, you know I I've been uh, loyal to the team. I I have uh, you know a most respect for uh, Jeremy O'Day and what he does and his you know, faith to draft me back in 2018 and I'd, uh, you know, I definitely would like to keep that, uh, keep our relationship going. And I feel like, um, you know, my time in Saskatchewan, um, you know, I don't, I don't want it to end, but we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see, um, you know, what happens here in the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks here with the new head coach. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll see um, just, you know, my agent will get back to me on um, some of the details with that. Do you
2: think uh, if you get a, you know, there's Corey Mace has been talked about uh, and then a bunch of uh, offensive coaches, do you think it favors you more if a defensive head coach is brought in here?
9: You know, I don't, uh, I, I really don't uh, know how to think about that. I think that uh, if it's an offensive coach, you know, they they definitely planned uh, to play against me and, uh, yeah. you know, I've seen me play on that side of the ball. But then also when it's uh, defensive coaches, I just feel like, you know, they really um, – you know, they, they tend, they might tend to lean towards, um, uh, you know, good experienced Canadian defenders. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's really just on who the head coach is. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, just interested to see who it's going to
2: be. Do you? Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you. Lastly, does it matter to you? Like, do you are, are you doing your own research? Like, do you know much about some of the names talked about, Pierce or Milanovic or uh, or of course Corey May? Some of these guys. Like, have you talked to other players that may have known them? Are you doing your own research? Because that would weigh into whether you're coming back or not
9: for sure you know i i i obviously know about all, all those coaches that you mentioned and uh the successes that they've had i think that um you know just i'll wait for the decision before i you know really start to reach out uh to anyone but you know i i truly do like um like regina i like living there i like uh you know the people in the city and i um you know, I um, think that uh, there's something to be said about, um, you know, sticking loyal to the people that have been loyal to you, and that's what's kind of made my career a success so far. Well, and I
2: really like watching you play, man, all the way up from the uh, UFC days, even though I was the Rams guy, but I uh, love watching you play, yeah. and uh, it's nice to call your name uh, as a Rough Rider. I hope that continues. Enjoy uh, the weekend, and if I don't talk to you before, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it sounds good, both to you too. Take care. That is Micah Tights of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. You heard her right here. Hoping to be back in rider colors when free agency kicks off or before free agency. We'll be back with more in a moment on the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM.
1: Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM now to wrap the show up for
2: Nelson Holmes supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years it's our second sports cage rewind my favorite interview of the week and we did many of them Russ Howard the curling great who is now a great broadcaster on TSN was on the show to talk about a number of things including the Briar which comes here to this very site at the Brand Center in March we'll talk to you on Monday okay. So I grew up watching the Don Whitman, Don Duguid do broadcasts, and uh, now I get to watch Vic Router and this guy Russ Howard. Welcome to the show, Russ. Love the job you do. Thank
4: you. Thanks so much,
2: Mike. Okay, so Zinger's telling me before we go on the air, what's this about Russ Howard and Wayne Gretzky on the bench together? Can you talk? To, can you tell me about that? What's that all about?
4: Yeah, actually, we uh, we were at the '87 uh, Worlds in Edmonton. Um, the trainer, one of the assistant trainers for the Oilers, um, was a hometown guy from my, home, my my little town, Midland, Ontario, and he gave me a call, just as a nice guy, welcome to Edmonton type thing. And he said, look, anytime you're in, uh, you're here for ten days. We've got five home games in ten days. Wow! Uh, bring as many people as you want. You'll be my guest. And believe it or not, all five games were." We were busy. We were either curling or at banquets or something to do with the briar. So uh, I phoned him back and said, believe it or not, we can't. And he said, how about tomorrow morning and come to practice? (laughs) So we went to the oiler practice with Pure, messe Coffee, Gretzky, you name it. And we sat on the oiler bench and watched like an hour and a half, two hour practice. And then uh, went in afterwards and Wayne was nice enough to uh, put us in front of his locker and had some pictures taken.
8: That's outstanding.
2: Hey, uh, Russ. Um... Tell a casual fan or someone who's never been to a briar why they should come check this out in March.
4: Well, the briar—you know—what jumps to mind right off the bat is the Great Cup. It's—it's—it's. This is Canada's sport. This is uh, the more people play curling in Canada by a thousand miles than anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's our sport, especially out here in the prairies. Uh, We're right in the middle of that, and the briar is just a big party. It's unbelievable. You got the morning class on the Sundays, and you got the briar patch going all day, every single day. A great uh, world-class entertainment every night. Uh, Besides the fact you're. Arguably, it's the toughest country to win for sure, uh, men's or women's. Still, uh, we haven't won a lot of gold medals lately, but we're uh, we're still the toughest country to come out of. So the curling is off the charts good. Uh, a lot of rivalries, but it's it's the camaraderie you get. We, I run into people I've seen for 35 years. And they're going to briar after briar after briar. My daughter and his, uh, her husband uh, go to the briar every year. doesn't matter where it is in the country. That's their holiday. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that same feeling. So they they get together and have a big party.
2: Hey, the Canadian curl, uh, Curling Trials announced today, they headed back to Halifax first time since 2005. What's that uh, town like for a curling town?
4: Well, we—I uh, was lucky enough to win the trials in 2005. That's the, the scene of the crime with mm-hmm. myself and Brad Gushue and right. the rest of the young guys from Newfoundland. And it's—it's it's awesome. It Curling's not as big down east as it is out here. It's a bit of a religion out, out west, uh, but they put on a lot of world-class events. Uh, the arena's like steps from all the action downtown, all the restaurants, all the bars. It's—it's uh, it's it's quite a nice atmosphere too. A beautiful arena. I think it holds close to ten thousand. It'll be full. And and, uh, again, uh, the best curling you'll see in a four-year period.
2: So, uh, you know being here now what football's like here, but curling's like that here too. What, How does Regina stack up in terms of being a, a hub of curling, in terms of the, the atmosphere and what the fans bring to the rink here when we have big events like the Briar?
4: Well, it's second to none. It, 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 what makes it for the players, you know, I, you know, I used to be a player, is the atmosphere. You come off the ice, you just... I don't know, won or lost your game. And somebody walks up to you and goes, why'd you play that shot in the fifth end? (laughs) You know, like they're knowledgeable. They're into it. They get it. They understand. They cheer for the good shots, whether it's the team Saskatchewan or it's the team that's playing against team Saskatchewan. Uh, They... Here hard they got the you know there's green all over the place and uh, it it, it's it's just it's just a really cool atmosphere to play in I you know I've lived in Ontario southern Ontario where curling gets a bit lost I've lived in Eastern Canada where curling's lost. And you come out, when we always said, you know, this year we'd love to win, it's out in the prairies, it's in Winnipeg, it's in Calgary, it's in Red Deer, it's in Regina kind of thing. And those are the very, very best spots to, uh, to host a briar.
2: So, uh, Russ Howard, your favorite Russ Howard-related briar moments as a player, as a player.
4: As a player, it would have to be our first win uh, in Edmonton—the same one we met Gretzky at. Actually, um, we were uh, there in the arena. We were across the hall from them. Uh, the two arenas are virtually together back then. Uh, and uh, we, we were winning the game. We were playing the great Bernie Sparks. We were up the whole game. We should have won the game, and bang, they score three on us, and now we're losing. Playing the last end, we scored five in the last end to win the Canadian Championship with my brother at third. And, uh, your first win's always the most memorable, and to have it with my brother, it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Russ Howard, what's your favorite moment so far as a broadcaster at the Briar?
4: Can you put your finger on one of them? Well, it, probably all of Briars are great, but it, it the, the, the moment that sticks out to me was after we won in 06, as a player, I was hired with TSN to do the broadcast, and TS, CTV and TSN had the rights for the uh, Olympics in 2010 in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and that was off, off the charts, because I had just won the previous Olympics, <laughs> so it was pretty nostalgic going back and covering curling to start with, but that place was electric, like uh, we had tickets to every single sport but hockey, uh, we took full advantage of that, Yeah, uh, you know, we saw the bobsleigh and the short track speed skating, we saw a couple medals won there, so Ross Ali, they they were running up and down the streets when he won the first gold medal for us in snowboarding, we were at a bar downtown, and it was just electric, and the actual curling club. For whatever reason, they had like aluminum seating, uh, bench seating. Oh, most of the fans were were not curling fans. They were just fans of you know they bought tickets for the Olympics and they decided to go to curling, and it was just like a soccer game Manchester United against Leeds (laughs) or something. And it was just the atmosphere was nuts. It was so noisy. Cheryl Bernard played in it, and she she told me stories afterwards that. He played uh, Miriam Ott from uh, Switzerland, and in the first end, it was so noisy that Miriam Ott came to Cheryl and said, is it gonna be like this all week? And Cheryl said, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been, in it. But <laughs> it was nuts. And it was for curling. It was kind of neat to see because it, it added that extra, you know, almost like, again, like a, a European soccer game.
2: Now, I'm not uh, I'm not that much younger than you, but I do remember walking around the, <laughs> the, the house yelling, going hard, hurry hard. That's what I knew Russ Howard <laughs> from. So I got to ask you, give That's me cool. a tip. As a broadcaster of the Riders, I've had to stumble through almost losing my voice. Give me a tip on how to preserve your voice or get it back.
4: Yeah, good point. I lost my voice in a Regina Briar badly uh, at a Regina Trials and at a Saskatoon, the, the drier arrow here. Uh, and I had people throw me fisherman friends over the boards and all <laughs> these different cures, and all these... And uh, what... And Vic Router, before I started working with him, took me to a speech therapist a couple of weeks after that. And she told me that the worst thing you can do is stuff like that, those candies and, and, and because they're full of sugar. And that mm-hmm. thickens your vocal cords. And when you thicken your vocal cords, you basically blister them when you when you scream like an yeah. idiot like I do. <laughs> so water, 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 constant water. Uh, and flat Coke. You stir, stir some Coke up, put two or three aspirin in it. Melt them down and uh, gargle with that. Don't swallow it. Gargle with that, and it seems to bring your voice back almost instantaneously. But it, it's all about drinking enough water.
2: I got so many more questions, but that's great because I can have you on again if I haven't offended you to this point. We're gonna we're against the clock, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have you on again because I do want to tee up the briar and everything like that. And it's a pleasure talking to you, and it is a pleasure watching you. I, I'll slide this in here. Curling really is undeniably the best. TV sport out there, don't you agree in terms of like, you know, you'll say this is what's going to happen because we can listen to the curlers talk, you don't get that in any other sport
4: you hit the nail on the head. That's the difference. You know, they don't you, you don't have uh, helmets on, so you, their curlers are more identifiable. They get a lot more air time than a, than a hockey player or a football player. And you're right, it's all about listening in. If you could listen in to, you know, Peyton Manning or whatever it is in the huddle, mm-hmm. that, that'd be much-watched TV, and you can't. And uh, we've got that all day, every day. You know, it's 10 mini-games, a lot of strategy. I'm able to, with TSN's uh, equipment, I can do the telestrator and try to guess ahead at what the going to do and it I, I think it becomes a really good uh, sport because you get 50 minutes of action stops start all over again the score tells you what to do and uh you listen to the best players in the world yak it out and try to strategize their problems it's 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 it's, it's perfect for tv
2: thanks for talking with me man we'll talk to you soon enjoy your
4: evening you got it thanks mate
2: all right another great week of sports broadcasting the number one sports talk presentation in Saskatchewan is The Sports Cage, available on 620 CKRM and on uh, the World Wide Web. You can check us out at 620CKRM.com get our app. We're always in touch with you and we appreciate you for uh, checking us out. And of course we are the station. We're the voice of the teams man. That should tell you right there the street cred. We're the voice of the riders, the team in the province we're the voice of the Regina Rams with my buddy, Sean Kleisinger, where the boy voice of the Regina Pats got a hockey game tonight, a uh, 735 pregame show with Dante DiCaria and the play-by-play to eight Pats in the Edmonton Oil Kings. Heck, anytime the Thunder are broadcast on the radio, it's right here on 620 CKRM. To wrap up, we'll tell you there's a trade in the Western Hockey League. Fraser Minton going to the uh, Saskatoon Blades. Uh, and a first-round pick in 2024, a first-round pick in 2025, a fourth-rounder in 2024, and Jordan Keller going to the Camloops Blazers. That'll do it for the show. You can check it out in podcast form. Uh, we do appreciate it. The show's been brought to you by Nelson Holmes, supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. Talk to you on Monday.
1: Today's sports SportsCage has come to a close. Miss a segment? Download or stream the podcast now at sportscage.ca. Get your sports straight from the source. 620 CKRM.